Kiss 92.5 Studios in Toronto, Canada. Are you this is Roz yes. and Mocha. <laughs> it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carr. You're listening to my boys Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. 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 Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. That is amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hey, you watched MILF Manor yet? <laughs> Shem? Uh, like, wow. Bro, this show of course is... Shem watches. So this good. is... So this, good. This is, like, the craziest. I haven't watched, but I see it trending. So they took... Like crazy. They took like eight milfs, right? Eight women who are, you know, mm. in of, of a of a certain age, yes. single, fit the profile, and then they bring them down to a Mexican villa to find love, uh, and then their suitors show up. All the young men vying for the hearts of these milfs, but it turns out that the young men on the show are all their sons, <laughs> right? Wow! And so, so okay, and so like. It's eight women and their sons, and these women are going after the sons of the other women, and then the sons are going after the moms of all the dudes that are there, right? Here's a question. Yeah. When these two groups mm-hmm. were selected to be on this show, yeah, right? Yeah. Let's say the sons, they obviously didn't know, right? Right. What the show fully was. Don't you think conversations would have happened between... <sighs> Beforehand, like One the mothers and the sons, like, <sighs> hey, luggage. I'm gonna be on this reality show. Oh my god, yeah, so am I. It's gonna be during the same time. Yeah, I don't know how they did it, but like the first Crazy. episode is it's like watching reality TV from a very long time ago, where the, it's very coached with what they're saying, right? Okay. So you know that they had to put this narrative together. So I don't know how much of it they knew, how much of it they didn't. Anyway, so uh, a couple of the the clips that I wanted to um, uh, play for you is. Um, it, 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 on night one, they have to figure out who's going to basically get the two like fantasy suites. Like, there's two big suites in oh, this in this man. house. On night one, okay. On night one, um, but it's going to be which mom and her son get to stay in the big suite, right? It's not like they're hooking up right away. This oh. is this is night one, and in order to figure out who was going to get that suite, they got the guys all in a line shirtless, mm-hmm. and then they took the moms and blindfolded the moms, and the moms had to feel the guys to identify. Which one was her son? (laughs) What show is this? Okay, listen. So play this clip. Oh, man. The moms get a blindfold and you have to go up and touch all of the young men and figure out by touching their chests and abs and shoulders, which one is their son. The two moms that figure out who their son is the quickest win the best suites in the whole house. So the competition is on. I need you guys to help me find my son if you want to hang out with me tonight. (laughs) Oh, my God. Who wants to win? You've never rubbed me up and down. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, you don't know who's who, so it's going to be a scary time. I'm ready. 
I just hope she doesn't go below the waist whenever she's groping these guys. Oh that, my that God. Out Yo. of line. Okay, okay, okay. Out of line. This is so okay. cringe right then, now. Okay. I feel uncomfortable, okay. guys. Then there was another scene where the um, moms were all lying shirtless on massage tables. No. And they blindfolded the sons. And no. the sons had to massage the backs of these women without knowing what woman they were massaging. Oh my God, so, what? So here, listen to this. How good are you with your hands? It's time for the woman to touch oh. in a two minute line massage. Yes, harder. I think I'm massaging my mom's back. Right there, baby. I kind of want to throw up a little bit. Please, no. Oh, my God. This is so She's lying there going, right there, baby. Are people enjoying the show? I am. Yes, yes so I much. Okay, so I've, hold on here. i got to play Can two I more. Can I just say, yeah. too? Yeah. The way these files are labeled. Yeah, yeah. don't worry mind. about it. Don't worry about it. Okay. I was going to say. Okay, now we're going to go to, okay. Can I just say this? Yeah. It looks like Shem searches. <laughs> okay. Yeah, one, one is called MILF massage. One is called uh, MILF blindfolded. One is called, we're going to play MILF feet right now, Mocha. So imagine for a second, imagine for a second you are in a room. So here is one of the sons talking about one of the women that he finds very attractive. But imagine being on a show where another guy is talking like this about your mom. I'm a man of great taste. I like great things. I'm a very big feet person. Paula has these feet that I just want to like oil up and lather and just massage and get real warm and then paint her toenails maybe a color and like suck the acrylic off them toes. Oh my God. Shove them in my mouth. <laughs> okay, now we'll end with this one because there was a, that this guy's mom, her name is so young, fitting enough. Um, her name is so young, and they did one segment on the show. This is Milf Manor, by the way. Uh, they did one segment on the show where they had to like reveal a secret. They all had to do some sort of anonymous secret, and then the sons were going to try and match up whose secret it was, whatever. This is one of the Milf moms, okay. Mm-hmm admitting what her big secret was talking to her son and on television she tells her son that she slept with his best friend before the show listen to this okay my secret is i slept with your best friend No way. Did you know that? No. Does it look like I knew that? This is something I never saw coming. Um, I did not expect this at all. Zero percent. I thought I knew my mom really well. No, no. I don't know what to think about it. Look, look, I don't need an explanation. I'm a little traumatized right now. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. We thought Ryan was a savage. Yeah. Yeah. We're all in shock. Damn, Ryan. Joey's best friends kind of have been with him since elementary school. That would be a boundary I would never cross. Uh, Damn. uh, What? uh, Why would you put that down? I mean, you're not going to get it. Okay, so say. So I put that down because I thought you're not going to get it. You over here. Smash him up. <laughs> oh my god. So young. Like I'm so young. <laughs> Are we done? That's yeah, the done. most savage thing I think yes. anyone did. You're so over here young. smashing my friends. Anyway, that is uh Sham is the greatest show you've ever seen. Oh, I love yeah, it. I figured. <laughs> I figured. <laughs> 
This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Today, ladies and gentlemen, is Global Belly Laugh Day. What does that mean? Just get your laugh on. Oh, 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 I gotcha. Yes, like a like to actually like deep belly laugh as opposed to mm-hmm. laugh at bellies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Right? You got me belly laughing right now. How's it going? Good one. Global Belly Laugh Day celebrates the wonderful gift of laughter. It's also a day to experience the positive effects of smiling and laughing. All right. So with that information, damn it, Maury, hit the streets of Niagara Falls, Ontario. Oh, wow. <laughs> Jeez. To go talk to tourists. About Global Belly Laugh Day. <laughs> Roz, belly laughing is not referring to my belly and people oh. laughing at it. What are you talking about? I am here at Niagara. Uh, do you, you want to no, I already up, said or? it all. I already said it all. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, I had no idea what he's going to say. <laughs> Roz, belly laughing is not referring to my belly and people laughing at it. What are you talking about? I am here at Niagara Falls talking to everyone about this festive occasion. What makes you belly laugh? You know, dad jokes really get me. What did one wall say to the other? I don't know. I'll meet you at the corner. <laughs> Is that your best belly laugh? That's all I got. Okay, yeah. give me a better belly laugh. <laughs> all right, let's go over here. Okay, hi, what's your name? Maddie. Okay, Maddie, what makes you belly laugh? SpongeBob SquarePants. Do you know the song? Wow. Who <laughs> lives in a fight of a under the SpongeBob SquarePants. Okay, now belly laugh. <laughs> all right, I noticed... You're not from here. Where are you from? Amsterdam. Oh, do do people in Amsterdam belly laugh? <laughs> belly laugh? Do you know what belly laughing no, is? No, I don't. Okay, we are celebrating today. Belly laugh day. <laughs> and a belly laugh is when you, like, something is so funny, you laugh from the belly. All right. Okay. That sounds amazing. Okay, I, I need to try and get Why? you to belly laugh. Well, okay. Try? Yeah, of course. Okay. Why couldn't the bicycle stand up by itself? Why? It was too tired. Oh my God, that was a really bad one. Can you belly laugh for me? Can I try and get That's you to funny. belly laugh? You can try, sure. What makes you belly laugh? Uh, like a Dutch comedian. It's oh. pretty. Are there uh, are there funny people in Dutchland? Um, Dutchland. I, I would say so. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't trust stairs. They're always up to something. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> it's not doing it for me. We are celebrating oh, Belly Laugh Day. You're failing, bro. <laughs> Look at that. I didn't even have to ask, and I got you to laugh. What makes you belly laugh? Good jokes. Ah, uh, is that my cue? It is. Okay, here we go. Okay, how do you make seven even? I don't know. How do you make seven even? You take away the S. <laughs> oh, I get it. I didn't even get it, and now I get it. <laughs> I think you need to go deeper. <laughs> wow. Uh, enjoying Niagara Falls and celebrating Belly Laugh Day. What makes you belly laugh? Me? Cheesy dad jokes. Wait, hold on. Do you know one? <laughs> How long is a shoe? I don't know. A foot. Oh! <laughs> Where is it that you're from? Uh, Melbourne, Australia. Oh, do people in Melbourne, Australia belly laugh? Uh, I guess so, yeah. yeah what oh, makes wow. you belly laugh? Uh, dad jokes. How many tickles does it take to make an octopus laugh? How many? Tentacles. Oh, I love it. <laughs> okay, but you see where you failed, right? Well, uh, what? No. We're celebrating belly laugh day, and you did not give me a belly laugh. Okay, I'll give you a belly laugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. 
Your own laugh made you laugh. Yeah, it did. <laughs> it was awesome. All right. Well, I hope we made you laugh and enjoy this festive day. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. So if you want to celebrate, today is Global Belly Laugh Day. Where are the Dutch from, more? Okay, that's a good question. Because in what well, we just played, you said uh, Dutchland. Dutchland. Yeah, those who are Dutch yes. are from, Yes. I would like to say, yes. Switzerland. Switzerland. That would be maybe not the Swiss? Okay, so then those who are Dutch yes. are from yeah. Deutschland. No, that would be Germany. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> those, this is, this is deep. <laughs> <laughs> those who are Dutch. Yeah? I'm seeing them. Okay. They what are, hold on, okay, what are they? <laughs> they wear the wooden shoes. Mm-hmm. And they are from Dutch. They are from Dutch. They are from. Please don't say Jamaica. <laughs> no. Oh my God. <laughs> are they not from? Yes. See, I they're still want to say Switzerland. They're not from a lot of places. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. They are from. They're not place. from everywhere except yeah. for that one place. <laughs> Argentina. Yes. No. Argentina. <laughs> Jesus. This is a tough one. It shouldn't be. Dutch. Yes. Dutch. Yes. Okay. I am yes. going to go with. Yes. Switzerland you... is still coming into my mind. <laughs> coming out of my. Switzerland is coming out of my mind, guys. Coming out of my mind. <laughs> you uh, see it leaking on the what, side. What there. about. The, what about. Would you be surprised if I said the Netherlands? Yes. Holland, the Netherlands. Used to be. Those are Hollish. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Hullish. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, happy belly laugh. Yes. Global belly laugh yes. day, everybody. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. I uh, got to play you this, which is a, I don't even know where this is from or who leaked it, but this is somebody on with a customer service um, representative. And mm-hmm. I don't know what got the conversation to this point, but you know, the, like the, the sort of trope of like, let me speak to the manager, like the, oh. ca- the Karen being a Karen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is like that, but to the extreme. Get me through to a supervisor. Get out. Record that. Ma'am, there isn't any reason for me to ma'am. Okay, ma'am. All right. No. Okay. No. Okay, give me Don't say another word to me. No. I'm gonna put you on hold, ma'am. Wow. She went well, like also props demon. to the customer service rep for like keeping her cool. Right? She, she went full demon. Yeah. That's like Jesus. What happened? Probably nothing. You know what I mean? Angry? Yeah. Probably nothing. I, I mean, don't know. It's like, a good question, more. I don't think I've ever been that angry before. I said supervisor! No! Like, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> like that's next level Bro. angry. Like, I bet you try to cancel a subscription. You ever been that angry at somebody? No, never. No, I've never, and I've wanted a lot of things in life. I've never wanted anything as much as that woman wants a supervisor. <laughs> I said supervisor! No! <laughs> <laughs> Yo, with a capital now. Damn. Right? Yeah. I've I, never. 
I really want to know what it is. I think it was like some internet about. company or like some service provider or something like that. Like I'm pretty sure that it was just like how do you change the package? Oh something yeah. about something about your like something yeah something about her package or her bill or yeah. her whatever her service or. I said the provider. No. Oh, <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Is Fartgate still trending? <laughs> what? Check. Did you see this? No. I guess the other night at... Um, I didn't smell it either. <laughs> at the uh, the Vancouver-Tampa Bay game. Yeah. Um, it sounded like somebody... You know, there's so many, so many examples of people farting on live television. Uh-huh. Um, but this one is unique because it's acknowledged. Oh. And it's incredible because it is so loud because these like when they're commentating on a hockey game they sit far like they're way way Mm -hmm. way 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 up in the rafters right and when you listen to this so this is the clip from the uh vancouver tampa bay game with uh john uh shorthouse and john garrett listen to this now a neat play by cole to get the puck to kalorn and he backhands it down the ice (laughs) is that you no. Pedersen. No. No, uh, okay. So, oh, yeah. so here, Guys, play, come on. Play you can't, you can't know, wait till like I nobody's know. talking to do that. <laughs> it's easier to pick up okay. on the microphone. Okay, let's play it again more for me. Kalorn, and he backhands it down the ice. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Could it have been a mic player? So here's the th- the interesting thing is though is uh, is that was on the Vancouver broadcast, but yeah. I was listening to the Tampa Bay broadcast, which are, is a whole different set of it's a whole different crew in a different part oh. of the 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 room, and you could hear okay. the fart on their broadcast too. And what people were saying it was... Like a distant fart? No, it was as clear there as well. So what people were saying it was is that's the sound that goalie skates make when they stop too quickly. That sounds like an excuse. Play it again. And he backhands it down the ice. That's yeah. not a no, that's Okay, no, I'm telling you, though. I'm telling you what people are saying. They're saying that that's the no. sound that goalie skates make when they stop too quickly. No, but where is the microphone then? How is the microphone picking it up that loud? Because, where From where the well, they, because, they are compared to well, where the players because are on the he, Because here's the thing is that the fart wasn't picked up on their mics. The fart was picked up on the mics that, that do the ice. So that's why it sounded oh. so loud. So it's not like the fart was in the room with them. Mm-mm. The fart, you no, don't believe you're buying it? No, no, no. Because no? we'd hear, goalies move around so much, we'd hear that noise all the time. All the time. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a fart, man. <laughs> that's a straight up NHL fart. <laughs> yeah, fart. Okay. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I don't know if you guys remember back in like November, this video went viral of this mom who couldn't pronounce, couldn't say pumpkin pie. And it kept sounding like she was saying pancake pie. Do you guys remember this at all? Pancake pie. What? Pancake pie! I want pancake pie! Do you really think it's called pancake pie? No, no, it's similar to pancake pie. Of course no, pancake is pancakes. <laughs> it's the, the pancake, but no pancake! <laughs> What's it called? Pancake pie. <laughs> How many times I have to get it to give it to get the number of the pancake pie? <laughs>
I want the telephone for the pancake pie. Whatever it is, pancake pie. Idiot. <laughs> wow, she got it. She got it. She couldn't say pumpkin pie because it sounded like pancake pie. What's her? Uh, do you know what her her like uh, her first language is? is? She Italian? Is she? Oh, do you know I don't she even know. know. I'm trying to guess that. Uh, trying to guess that accent because that level of frustration is like woof. That's high. And then my favorite was this guy who was trying to say this word. Actually, it was. He was recording his grandfather, his old Italian grandfather, trying yeah. to say. All right, ready, set, go. We got to use this one drop of one stair shusha. No. Ready, set, go. We got to use this one just shusha, shusha, shusha. I don't know. One just star shine. What? Yeah, one just shine. One, one just shishara. One just shush, 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 shusha. <laughs> one just sharil. No. Shari, one just Shari. You know, almost this argument that the drop like my name, Shut up. <laughs> Shar, one, one steer, one just steer Shire. <laughs> he still couldn't get it. You didn't even say what it was, though. Worcest you do it, Worcestershire. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Worcestershire. <laughs> is it though? Yeah. Yeah. That's how you spell it and yeah. how you pronounce it. Okay. W O R C E S T E R S H I R E. Yeah. Because there's another way to say it. Yeah. According to this one woman who said it in a way I had never heard of in my entire life. Okay. My mama asked me to get some Roy Sister Cherie sauce. And I'm just trying to figure out what kind of y'all buy because I don't buy this. So I don't know what brand. What My is mama she... asked me to get some Roy Sister Cherie sauce. Roy Sister Cherie sauce? <laughs> Roy Sister Cherie sauce. My mama asked me to get some Roy Sister Cherie sauce. <laughs> God, I love this stuff, man. And then this guy. Worcestershire. Sauce. <laughs> My mama asked me to get some Roy Sister Cherie sauce. But Has there ever been a more confusing product that you've ever heard that where nobody knows Roger, how to say, say it? it? Worcestershire. What? Yeah. Say it again. Worcestershire. Is that how you say it? I believe so. Every so. letter is silent? What's that? <laughs> yeah, every letter that. is silent. <laughs> and they're replaced with other letters. Worcestershire. Because of that old Italian guy, yeah. I can't say the word no. any other way other than how he says it. Right. And because I've heard this woman say... My mama asked me to get some Roy Sister Cherie sauce. That's <laughs> all in my mind. <laughs> From now on, it's Roy Sister Cherie. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> Completely. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hey, Mary, are you there? I am. Hello. Hey, uh, welcome to the Roz and Mocha Show. Roz, you are going to love this. All right. Uh, here's what Mary texted into us. This is the situation. It's my girlfriend's birthday next week, and every year she has lasagna and a DQ ice cream cake. Oh! This is the first year we are on our own, and I'm on lasagna duty. Oh, no. She's a big fan of the show, and I thought it would be so cool to say this is Roz's lasagna recipe. I was hoping oh. I could sweet talk Roz into giving me some tips and tricks, all things lasagna. Sure, we can get into lasagna. So where do you normally get your lasagna from? You normally make it or you get it from somewhere else? 
Um, this is the first year we moved out, so her mom usually makes it. Okay. And then we're two hours away, so we're not going to see her family. So I'm on lasagna duty. You ever made a lasagna before? No. Easy peasy. Don't even worry about it. But there's a couple things you're going to have to know ahead of time. Okay. Right? I don't make a lasagna like a lot of people traditionally make lasagna. Right. Hold on. Shem, you've had my lasagna. I made Shem a lasagna for Christmas. Roz's lasagna changed my life. Did it really? Let yeah. me tell you something. I was, my first thought was to just eat it by myself. And I was like, no, I got to share with the family. Regretted <laughs> it. I absolutely regretted sharing it with my family because I just wanted more. <laughs> it is life changing. Uh, yeah. oh, wow. Maury can attest and, to this. And Maury, I know Maury, uh, last, uh, I think it was last year, brought a slice uh, for his dad for Christmas dinner to go with the turkey. So yeah, uh, this, this lasagna got me through the holidays and my dad actually asked if Roz made lasagna again this year and I lied and said that he did not. Oh my God. So that did I you make a lasagna for Maury this year as well? I did, yeah. So I, yeah. I kept the whole thing. Like Matthew had one square. I ate the rest my entire self. Oh, my God. So smart. <laughs> okay. So here's how I, I don't do uh, like a bunch of cheeses and I don't do like a ricotta. I don't do any of that stuff in my in my lasagna. My lasagna, you just need to know how to do like a couple of really key things. Uh, one, you got to be able to make like a really good sofrito, Okay. You know how to do that? Okay. Okay. Nope. Okay. Don't even so, know what that is. okay. So, this is the base of your meat sauce, right? So, okay. onion, carrot, celery, garlic, olive oil, um, that kind of stuff. Put it in okay. butter, butter, butter. Um, put it in a pot, and then you chop everything up into little, small, tiny, tiny, tiny little pieces, and you just get all of that until it's mush. Okay. Brown your meat. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Shut up, Maury. <laughs> I don't mean, and I don't mean gray your meat. I mean brown your meat. Hot pan. Okay. Okay. So Hot pan. yes, and more meat. You got to take. You got to use more meat than you think you're gonna need. Shut up, Maury. Okay. <laughs> Shut okay. up, Jim. <laughs> Okay, throw that into the sofrito. When, and when I say mushy, I mean mushy, okay? Like okay. leave it there, cook it long and low, right? Long and low and then throw the meat in there. I don't <laughs> use like a jar of tomatoes. I take like a, a can and a half of tomato paste, mix all that up. You have to cook that at a heat, okay? Um, so then it, uh, it you, you burn off like a lot of the nastiness of the flavor of the tomato paste. Um, I don't use red wine. I will then use a little bit of white wine. Throw that, mm, throw that right. in there. Okay. Then I start adding beef stock. Okay. Okay. Steps, yeah. Lots. Okay. So beef stock. And then you just keep doing this and cooking and cooking and cooking and cooking and cooking because you want that flavor to be beefy. That makes a great lasagna. Then you got to make a bechamel. Do you know what a bechamel is? <laughs> no. Okay, bechamel is super easy. It is, uh, you can uh, just get any recipe online. It's basically, you. it's uh, butter, flour, and milk, and then salt, pepper, and a tiny little bit of nutmeg. That's a bechamel. Nice and creamy, right? Um, I don't use the big, thick, wavy lasagna noodles. I use the, I buy them in a pack where they're soft. Mm, and okay. uh, and then so you then you and the only cheese I use is uh, is freshly grated um, parm. Mm. That's it. I don't oh. use any mozzarella. I don't use any cheddar. I I get a big brick of parm and I grate the whole thing and I basically have a bucket of parmesan. And then you just layer. You go. You mix the bechamel with the meat sauce on the bottom, and then you do uh, noodles. And then you do bechamel, meat sauce, noodles, bechamel, meat sauce, noodles. And in between every layer, you're throwing handfuls of fresh parm in there. 
on every okay. layer. Every layer gets fresh parm. If it seems like it's a lot of liquid, it's going to be because that those noodles are going to suck up a lot of liquid, right? So, cool. and then and then just fire as much parm on top, butter if you want to even, and then uh, cook it covered in the oven for half the time. Take the cover off and the top will brown and that's your lasagna. Okay, how, how long on the oven are we talking? I don't know, like 45 minutes total. No, okay. I don't know. You should know. Yeah, like, you give nah. the girl the recipe. Yeah, man. like 45 minutes total. Try that. Okay. Yeah, try that. Okay. Can we follow yeah. up with you, Mary, after your friend, uh, your girlfriend has her birthday and eats a lasagna and, and find out how everything yeah. went? Yeah, sure. I'll text back in it's next week. Hey, like, Mary, just out of curiosity, what kind of uh, um, uh, ice cream cake you get from DQ? You get like the treats of um, pizza? No, just like the standard cake and then have a little nice message on it. Oh, okay. But the one with like the, the brownie and the fudge. Oh yeah, 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 one of those blizzard yeah. cakes. Awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. But, but when you're but yeah. when you're when you're making that sauce, just keep throwing butter in, just like more okay. more butter than you think you're ever gonna need. Okay. All right. Okay. Look, like a, yo, Sheldon looks like he's about to pass out right yeah. now. Yeah. It's so here. sad. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like an old love I'm hearing. Can I, can oh, I make no. can I make a confession? Yes, Maury. I have one small piece in the freezer for when I'm craving it when I know that it's going to be like a long time from now. Right. And if you, because you always say no to making it. True. So I saved like a you tiny did. piece. You did save it. Of course I did. Just so well, you know. I'm going to tell Matthew funny. where it is. And text him right now. Yeah, I'm going to text <laughs> Check it back <laughs> in the freezer. Doing my life. Mary, all the best. Thank you so much for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show. Thank you so much for having me. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Hello, Connor. Welcome to uh, Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Doing good, Connor. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, what's going on? Why are you reaching out today? I have to write a letter to end my relationship with my grandmother, and I have no idea what to say. Uh, Connor, you wrote us this. Uh, hey, Razamoka, fix my life. I ended my relationship with my grandmother years ago. She's crazy and borderline abusive to my brother and I when we were kids. However, I didn't tell her directly about this and just stopped talking to her. She doesn't believe my mom when she says I don't want to talk to her and thinks that my mom is keeping me from her on purpose. My mom asked me to write a letter to her to explain so my mom doesn't have to keep going through this what the hell do i put in the letter why isn't your mother writing the letter um because my grandmother doesn't actually believe my mom um when my mom says that i don't want to speak to my grandmother well that's tough how long has it been since you last spoke to your grandmother or like how long has it been since you as you said in your letter to us ended the relationship at least five or six years okay, okay. so so how old are you now 23 23 and so your grandmother you said was borderline abusive to you and your brother what does that mean it kind of it was it was on the the, the verbal front. Nothing ever ever physical, mm-hmm. um, but you know, yelling, screaming, being generally crazy at us um, throughout our our childhoods. So, um, especially if we were ever um, alone with her. So, what was the moment when you said, "I need to never see this woman again"? Um, there wasn't really a, a, a moment that I can I can remember. It kind of just. It just happened, and I, I did it just sort of for my own mental health and, and sanity. So did you tell your mother that you didn't want a relationship with your grandmother anymore, and your mother understood? Yep. And your mother understood why? Uh, I, I, I think so. Yeah, and your mom believes you, right? Oh, 100%. Okay. Does your brother still have a relationship with your grandmother? Uh, yes, although he's 
he's not really super uh, engaged in that relationship. Okay, and your mom obviously still does. Uh, yep. I think that this is this is on your mom. I think that you as 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 her kid, your mom's gotta make it clear to her mom. Your mom is in a is in the position of where she should keep you away from this sort of conflict. And and I get you're grown and you know, maybe you wanna have this conversation yourself. I say write the letter if you want to write the letter, but if you don't want to write the letter, don't write it. If your if your if your mom has explained to her mom why her grandchild doesn't want to see her and she refuses to believe it, that's her problem. Yeah, that's a that's that's a fair point. Um, however, I'm I'm far away from from home now. I've 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 moved out. That nah, doesn't matter. You can still pick up the phone. You still talk to your mother, though, right? You still have a relationship with your mom. Oh, absolutely. If you are going to go down that road, I think. I don't know if you disagree or not, Roz, but I think you maybe need to give your mom some examples of instances that took place when she wasn't around, but it was you and your brother with your grandmother. Because I'm sure your grandmother is going to have questions. Well, what did I do? I thought I was great. I thought we had an awesome relationship or whatever. So your mom needs to come back at her mother with, well, here are examples of things that happen with Connor and his brother. And here's why he's made this decision. Yeah, I, uh, I I definitely understand the point um, that that you're making. Um, I don't really feel it necessary to ex- to explain it to her, though. I just want to essentially write a letter saying I, I I don't wish to have a relationship with you. Everything my mom is saying is true. I don't think that you need to justify why you want to take yourself out of a situation that is damaging to you. I don't think that you need uh-huh. to be the one to explain why. I don't think you need to be the one who makes it a smooth transition. I don't think you need to be the one who has to justify it. I think that you can just remove yourself from any sort of abusive situation and walk away. And if somebody then comes back to you and says, I demand to know why, your answer to that should be, you should know why. And your grandmother does know why. She just refuses to believe it. And if your mom is telling your grandmother that he doesn't want to have a relationship with you, that's where it ends. There's no justification after that. Mm-hmm. She's going to have to, it's, like I said, it's her problem. It's not your problem. It's your grandmother's problem. All right. Thanks, guys. All right, Hans. All right, Connor. All the best, man. All right, have a good one. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. Shotgun Wedding hits Prime Video tomorrow. Cannot wait for this. Jennifer Lopez, Josh Jamal, Jennifer Coolidge, Lenny Kravitz. Jesus. Uh, J-Lo and Josh Jamal getting married. Destination Wedding. They're on an island. And during the ceremony, bad guys show up and take everybody hostage. <laughs> it's a good movie. Is it great? I yeah, really enjoy I can't it. wait. Yeah. I built, I'm gonna, I built my Saturday around this movie. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Really cannot wait for this movie. Yeah, man. It looks real, real funny. Uh, Josh Jamal giving the Razamoka show some time, talking to Dammit Maury about the movie. Because when you watch the trailer, a lot of action happens. Okay. And a lot of action, like action movie style, yeah. with Jennifer Lopez and Josh Dumal as they're trying to navigate what's going on during this hostage uh, situation. Would you agree that you may have done more action death defying stunts in this movie than maybe Tom Cruise has done is in an entire career combined for a guy in his late forties. How did you do that? Oh, wow. Damn. <laughs> wow. Uh, Damn. The difference is Tom Cruise actually does them. <laughs> I had my stunt guy do it. 
Really? <laughs> well, I mean, I do what I can, but yeah, this. I think part of the beauty of this is uh, is that it is meant to be a big, over the top kind of action movie. It was some some situations that just seem absolutely bonkers, uh, but yeah, it was that was part of why I wanted to do this, and I love doing as many of the stunts as they'll let me do. And it's part of the reason I got in the business is because it's uh, it's 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 it, you're making a movie, man. It's like you get to pretend yeah. like you're yeah. an action star. I saw Josh Duhamel yeah. for. Shotgun Wedding, which is on Prime Video tomorrow. And now this isn't a spoiler. There, because was a, it's, there was a time, though, when actors would never talk, even talk about a stunt double. You know oh, that? right. No, because right? they you wanted know what I mean? believe. And now they're like, come on. We all know. Yeah. Right? I don't break my arm. Yeah. Um, this isn't a spoiler because it's in the trailer. Okay. And featured heavily in the trailer that Lenny Kravitz, who's in the movie, plays J-Lo's ex. Oh. And he shows up to the wedding. Yeah. And he gets he gets out of a helicopter when he lands on the island that they're at. Yeah. And he sh- he's why they have this shot, this slow-mo shot of him walking towards them. And his shirt is open, abs yeah. showing and everything. Uh, so this gets brought up with Josh Jamal. Lenny Kravitz plays J-Lo's ex in the movie. And he was invited to the wedding. What is your stance on having an ex at your wedding? Is that ever okay? And have you been at a wedding where an ex was there? I think it depends on the relationship and how it ended before. I haven't had anybody. My ex wasn't at my wedding, but she would have been totally welcome because we do have a really good relationship. And and her mom got divorced, got, uh, got remarried, and her former husband was there. And they were like good friends. They hung out. He was at all the Christmases, all the wow. Thanksgivings. So it just depends, I think, on on <clears throat> the degree of uh, angst. I think in order to not He's talking be about Fergie, right? Yeah, I think in order to not be fully gutted, mm-hmm. finding out that your ex was previously with Lenny Kravitz, I think you have to be Jason Momoa. Like I think that that's the that, that's that's the, that's the level of man you have to be, mm-hmm. right? In order to handle and, that, and, I don't think any what? other man would be able to handle that. And guess what? As the new guy, yeah, there is nothing you can do about it. No, but I, you have to be Jason Momoa. <laughs> There's no other way around it. <laughs> this is Dan Mori talking to uh, Josh Jamal about the new movie Shotgun Wedding. Your co-star Lenny Kravitz rang in 2023 by posting a photo of his bare ass on Instagram. I'm sure you saw this. Would you agree that it's unfair that a man in his late 50s with such a perfect ass has to show it off? Are you asking to see mine right now? Because I got a pretty good one. Oh, here we go. There we go. Oh, no. Oh, no. So he pulls his pants down. Oh, no. This pretty good ass. Now, was it it, um, full ass or was it just like part of a cheek? Top moon. Top moon. Oh, like wow. with like, like like when you somebody like a like plumber like crack. You saw like crack. No, like just above. No, oh, he oh. didn't show me crack. Oh, dimple. Dimple. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. I, okay. Well, listen. I wasn't gonna tell him. No. Okay. Right. Sure. We'll yeah. clap. But yeah. Lenny's what? is still better. Oh, oh I can do that to the sakes. man. He's given us time to promote this movie. We just said like you, you can't ask somebody to compete you with Lenny Kravitz. You also asked me to never lie. It's not fair. Jeez. Uh, Josh Dumal, Jennifer <laughs> Lopez, Jennifer Coolidge, Lenny. Lenny Kravitz, Kravitz. all-star in Shotgun Wedding on Prime Video tomorrow. (laughs) The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Oh, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Friday, baby. 
How made it. Maury's in a good mood because it's payday today. Yes, it is. And I'm going to a casino. Yeah, Maury's going to a casino tonight. He's got to go. What? Yeah, he's got to go for for, for work, dude. (laughs) Excuse me? So they shoot. How do I not know about this? So they shoot Canada's Got Talent at, uh, Uh at the casino in Niagara Falls. Yeah. And Maury's going out there. To interview all the judges and then I guess what stay for a taping, right? <laughs> You're gonna say to audition. Yeah, no, but no, no, but they're they're keeping him there overnight because he has to stay for uh one of the tapings of the show. Okay. And uh and so he's got this big night planned at the casino. And I'm like, my God, it's Friday night. I mean, that would have been like really, really wonderful for you and yeah. Matthew to go, right? At night at the falls oh. for free. Right, sure. somebody's picking up the room tab. It's a quick drive, and I was like, and I was like, more. I'm like, why is it? Is Matthew going with you? And what did you say? I said Matthew asked, and I'm like, no, 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 you, you can't. No, it's not a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean it's not a good idea? Yeah. Why? I'm like, no, oh, I'm I mean, I know work. why. But... I'm, go, I'm going for work purposes. You would just get in the way. <laughs> no, no, no. What did you tell me, Maury? Bro. What did you tell me? <laughs> oh no! Oh, yeah, I tell the truth. <laughs> No, I was like, no, the no, 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 you shouldn't be, you're not allowed. No, no, what did you tell me? Why do you didn't want Matthew there with you? Oh, the real reason? Yes. Oh, because I want to have a night to myself in a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But he did Bro, give me a so limit on my gambling. So Maury is now like, okay, I can't wait to go to a hotel. And I can't wait to just like check in and get a room service hamburger and all this stuff. And I can't wait to hit the slots. Maury, what's your budget for slots tonight? Matthew said I can do 40 bucks. Forty dollars. Forty dollars. That's that's five minutes. That's five minutes. And on payday. On payday. On payday, you're only allowed to spend forty bucks. You broke ass bitch. (laughs) Right? Forty dollars. And are you gonna stick to that forty dollars? No. No. How much are you going to spend realistically? Realistically, like two hundred maybe. Whoa. Matthew's not going to be too happy about that, bro. No, I'm a dead man. No, no. So you want to spend <laughs> the night alone? What if alone. I win? You're not going to win. Okay. So you <laughs> no. want you want to spend the night alone, right? Like Absolutely. you want to you want to have a night to yourself. We just got through the holidays. There was a lot of like coupley time. You guys were locked in that cabin for a real long time together. As lovely as I'm sure that that was. Yeah. It's still a lot of togetherness. So you've been looking forward to this night as like a night just for you, right? Oh, since like December. You're crazy. More Maury's like, um, Maury's like, you know, like a busy mom who needs a break from her family yeah, and then just gets a hotel yes, for a weekend. You're like, yes, you're like an Instagram mom, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> Which you understand them. Yeah, completely. They deserve the break. Literally, they deserve what you're getting literally, this weekend. Maury is in the house alone for 12 hours a day. Not enough. Uh-huh. Not yeah. enough. And he, and he takes the dog out maybe once <laughs> yeah. within that 12 hours. <laughs> Right? Not a, no. Yo, Instagram moms are hella mad at you right now. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Yo, did you see this um, Usain Bolt story? This guy got scammed so hard. Fastest man in the world, by the way. What happened? Um, so he's got all of his money tied up with uh, an investment firm in Jamaica, right? Mm-hmm. And he's got $12.8 million in there. His retirement fund, as he's saying. And he went to check in on the money and discovered that only $12,000 is remaining in the account. (sighs) So there's this huge investigation, obviously. Uh, Jamaica's Financial Services Commission have uh, taken temporary authority over this investment firm to track down and see who's responsible 
for taking over $12 million so he's Usain Bolt's money. So he started, there was $12 million and he's down to what? In the 12, account? Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. They, they just went in and started grabbing zeros. Yeah, that's completely. It. Completely. And I'm sure he has, you know, people who are um, in charge of, like, checking in on that stuff. I mean, I yeah. guess it's the investment firm. Those are the people who are supposed to keep Dude, track as well. I was, but you also need, like, I guess at that level, you probably need, like, another money person to look after the money that you're already paying people to look after for. for Scams right? are getting so bloody sophisticated now. I was listening to something yesterday where... People are selling other people's houses while they're out of town. Yeah. Oh, that happened. Yes. Like that happened. And, and I I don't even know how that would happen. But they, they know when you're out of town and they say this is the worst part, too. They say that you're even at more of a risk if your house is paid off. Because oh, then there's yeah, no of course. There's, there's no uh, mortgage with a bank. So it's easier for them to sell it. But they they find people who are out of town, and I guess I don't know, because you don't even have to do a showing for a house anymore. It's right. Virtual. Like there's yeah. there's there's no more there's no more inspections, there's no more home tours. It's like you see yeah, a picture. People are desperate, on, right? You see a picture online. And yeah, but the the scams these days are getting that happened in my condo. Oh, somebody a, sold one? A renter sold the condo to, I'm pretty sure I told you, to 12 different families. <laughs> and all, these, right. all, all right. these trucks showed up on a day. Yes. He was gone to Montreal. <laughs> right. All these all families. Right. Did they ever catch that guy? Uh, well, I, I don't know. That's but I know right. that they were trying to find him. That's right. Oh, no. Probably using but that's the thing, though, money. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 12 million bucks. <laughs> but that's the thing, though. Like, when you're selling a, a, a home that obviously doesn't belong to you and you know that the homeowners are away is that what they're doing they're just taking like a yes. photo of the front of the house and then putting it up online saying this house yes, is going for as X is of whatever yeah yes yes and there i get you know and unfortunately there's people out there who would uh who would want to invest and take a risk yes. without seeing what the property looks like or know what's like but you know behind the front door scams have just gotten so good like we're we're so far past you know somebody pretending to be bruce springsteen on facebook and, and milking somebody yeah. out of thirty thousand dollars for you know legal fees that they that they have to pay because that used to happen all the time right and you're like bruce springsteen yep. is not talking to you on facebook <laughs> like, like like how dumb do you have to be but this is like oh i see an ad for a condo yeah <laughs> on a really? real estate site like you would, legit? You, you i'm would in the market never, you would never think it was a scam <laughs> did you guys see there was a woman on tiktok the other day who posted a dm conversation that we she was having with she knew it wasn't him yeah. but the person that was talking to her assumed that she thought that he was who he said he was right <laughs> she thought uh, she was talking to the rock <laughs> and the rock was asking about like relationship status and she was like you know i'm single and oh, he was no. he was saying stuff like um i think you look great we'd make a good match and she was like you know but you're married and he's like it's all good do you want to get married <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> like, yes. like she was scamming the scammer yes. but like again it's one of these things where you know, you, you just throw it out there and see who ca who like who bites, right? And, and that's what happens. And then the rock goes, listen, I'm in the middle of divorce proceedings. All my money is yes. tied up because if I expose any of my financial details, my wife is going to take everything. So what I need from you is I need $30,000 <laughs> so I can pay this yeah. lawyer. And as soon as I pay this lawyer, I'm done. And then it's me and you, baby. Project <laughs> yeah, Rock. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy. You get all of this. Yeah. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Gwyneth Paltrow again for making Why? a what salad happened? because she made a salad 
Uh, uh, okay, so Gwyneth Paltrow, I don't know what she's selling. Yeah, what the so. hell is this? It's called a G-Talk seven-day reset kit, right? $195. Okay. Uh, and in the video, she makes a salmon salad, and mm -hmm. she makes a salmon salad. It looks like a fine salad. It's delicious. But it's what she says sort of near the end about it being like a detox thing. So here's Gwyneth making a salad. Love I'm Gwyneth gonna Paltrow. I'm going to pack my vegetables for my grilled salad. What's so nice about this reset is there's so much food in it. And it's all really nutrient dense. So I'm gonna put my veggies in here, coat them all with a little bit of olive oil, put my veggies on the grill. You can really just improvise with whatever's in your fridge. Okay, so I'm brushing my salmon with some olive oil. Yeah. I'm gonna put it under the broiler so you get that fantastic breast. Nice little bed of romaine. Mm. And then when my salmon is done, I'm gonna put it on top. There you go. This is a very simple okay. chive. Maple, Beautiful. Dijon vinaigrette. Mmm, it's so good. You would never know that this was a detox. Thank you so much for following along my goop detox reset. I'm mm -hmm. feeling really good. Check out the kit. So people are going in on her because the whole movement of detoxing is really like it's a it's not it's a scam basically right like uh -huh. there, there are people who are selling these detox kits and detox teas and detox drinks and everything else and the the, de the detox industry is not a legit industry right and, and but that's just like what she made just sounds like a regular um salmon salad and that's like, what everybody's that, because everybody is like listen what you made a was a good looking salad but what yeah. you're selling is that it's some sort of detox and you're selling this kit for whatever it is, three hundred dollars, right? So yeah. that's the. I need that, to understand what where the detox is in that. It just sounds like a, a healthy meal. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, listen, it, it's and it looks like it, it's a beautiful looking salad. Like it's a <laughs> okay, fine, sure. it's a fine looking salad. But to call well, it, you didn't buy it, did you? No, I didn't buy it. it. You no, can make that oh, on your own for no. Less. But she's she's always like it's it's about this the the sort of the the detox culture um, that people yeah. are now coming out to really really speak you know out against uh, one nutritionist commented uh for the average person your liver lungs kidneys and skin are detoxing your body on a daily basis and a well-rounded eating pattern in general is going to support all of those organs in doing what they need to do they go on to say none of the detox treatments have been shown to eliminate toxins in the body in fact they do nothing more than eliminate money from the customers and then somebody went in and and was going in on poor Gwyneth because she used uh, uh, farm salmon and not wild salmon. Oh. And like, every, oh, every, no. oh my God. <laughs> but listen, you can't I, do anything. I, I buy farm salmon for because usually buy, I, I don't usually buy farm fish, but farm fish uh -huh. has more fat, right? Oh, okay. And okay, fat okay. tastes good. Like it's not that uh -huh. it's not it's, but it's not it's, detoxing. No, please. But fat tastes good, right? So like that mm -hmm. when they put those fish in those tubs, they get them all nice and fat, right? <laughs> the farm fish tastes better. <laughs> I I like going Look wild. Don't get me wrong. I like going wild, but you know, farm, like it. farm fish is fat. <laughs> Advocates coming after <laughs> you today, bro. <laughs> Give me that fat all day. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Man, if LeBron James isn't the greatest basketball player in history, he's about to be. Even though his Lakers lost to the Clippers last night, yeah. LeBron James became the first player in NBA history 
to score in a single season 40-plus points on every single team in the league. Is that good? Yeah, that's great. It's amazing. Are you kidding me? What was the record that uh, there was some controversy going on with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar where Le- uh, LeBron was about to beat one of his records and then so, somebody else got involved because he was salty? Well, the NBA's all-time leading scorer is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah. 38,387. LeBron James is 38,210. He is 178 points away oh, from passing that. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and they're saying it'll happen at some point next month. Yeah. And I guess Kareem's salty about it because he thought that record was going to be there forever. Most people did. Right? Yeah. So that it, it, the, for LeBron to be that close is insane. Yeah. yeah. Insane. But he's had, he hasn't had really a major injury and he's had longevity. He's been in the year 20 plus, 20 plus years, injury yeah. free. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty remarkable. Jesus. So when I said if he isn't the, Greatest of all time yet, and he's about to be. You made well. How do you judge great? He's the highest scorer, but yeah. maybe not the greatest basketball player of you all know, time. That will no. forever be Michael Jordan. Yeah, forever. Okay. Okay. Don't even get me started, man. That's okay. A, that okay. Is, that okay. Is, all right. All right. I get really angry. Yeah, but LeBron though. Who's a better basketball player, Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant? Oh, oh it's Michael God, Jordan. it's Michael, Michael Jordan. Jordan. Yeah, for I'm sure. A, I'm a big Kobe Bryant so? fan. Yeah, but it's Michael yeah. Jordan. Yeah. No disrespect to the GOAT, Kobe. <clears throat> but MJ is the GOAT. Did you just say no disrespect to the GOAT, but Kobe's not the GOAT? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, feel, I feel bad talking ill about the dead. You know what I'm saying? But LeBron, though, come on, Chem. You can't say. I, I'm going to say that LeBron has probably had a better individual career yeah. than Michael Jordan, but Michael Jordan is the better basketball player and the GOAT. Absolutely. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Who's done more with less? Oh, man, don't do this to me. <laughs> oh, LeBron. <laughs> right, man. I think LeBron. Absolutely LeBron. Right? Like, look Absolutely at these teams that LeBron. he's carried in his career. Who's, right? done, who's done more with less? I don't want to answer this question. Oh, because okay. you know it's LeBron James. <laughs> I don't want to do this. I don't uh, want to do this. But when you're LeBron James. This is like having a, a, a public question about whose wife is prettier. You know what I mean? You're like, I don't want to answer that, man. I'm not. Don't drag me down into these fires. Into the fire. It. I'm not doing it. Uh, but last night, even though uh, the Lakers lost to the Clippers, you know, like LeBron wouldn't talk about the fact that he now scored 40 plus on every single team in the league. Yeah. But. You can't not ask him about getting close, 178 points away from passing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's record, all-time leading scorer. Now that you've obviously closed within 200 points of of Kareem, he said back in the day when he coached you that overtaking that record was something that you even thought about back then. Um, I'm curious, how long has this been something that you thought that you could do? I never thought that I could catch Kareem and score. And it's never been something that was on my mind. As it gets closer and closer, I think I'll start to feel it more and more. But um, this microphone is terrible. I've gotten to this place by not even thinking about it or not even, you know, being in that moment, just trying to play the game the right way. You know, just over the last few years, just, you know, the last couple of years since we won a championship, just a lot of accomplishments been ha- happening on a losing effort. You know, so um, it's been very kind of difficult to kind of even digest some of, some of my own accomplishments because not want to celebrate on losses. Uh, somebody just texted in, Shem, LeBron is making an argument to be the best. 
We can uh, discuss this. No, we cannot. No. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I want to get something done. Like, I, I don't mind tipping. Like, I really don't. And I know, like, everybody's been talking about tipping lately. It's mm-hmm. crazy. It's all over the place. Um, and I don't mind. Like, I have no problem, right? Like, I, I just, it doesn't bother me. But I found that you're being asked to tip now at places where, like, I had to go and get something printed the other day, right? And, like, I went into the printing, like, place to pick up my order, mm-hmm. and I went to pay with credit card, and there was a tip prompt. Oh, yeah, I just didn't know. Well, but I guess that means because you're, you're tipping the person who hit print. I know, but that has so never what? been, that no, has never been a tip job. business. That that's is part never, of their job. That has never been a tip business before, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Like, never, never been a tip business. So I had to tip. Oh, you did? I had to. I no, had to. I said no tip. You would have, huh? Oh, that's, yeah. That's brave yeah. to not to say no. Oh, I was I, guilty. No, oh, no, 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 no. I feel no. so guilty. Thank I, you, Shem. If I don't believe a tip is warranted, I yeah. will, without doubt, hit no tip. Really, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would suck. That would ruin my day. Yeah. What? Why? But it's pay. brand new. Like yeah, I've but used, now it's in my head. I'm always going to get a tip. I've been to this place before, right? Yeah. And there was never. It's like I, you. It's like you go like you know when you go online or whatever, and then you're just like, hey, I order this, and then you go and pick it up, and like they've made the thing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that's what it was. Like I, you just show up and you, they hand you a bag, yeah, and you pay with your credit card, and there was a tip prompt, and I was like, oh man, we're tipping on this now. Okay, yeah. cool. I guess. Like if that's I go world. to pick up food, yeah, right. And the tip I get food though, like I get is there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always tip on that. Sure, so do I. Yeah, yeah, yeah right? absolutely. Food industry, you get my tips. Of course, of course, but because how they don't the pay them. The food industry different than the person who printed and then puts it all in the thing for you. Because the because envelope. the because the food industry notoriously makes their employees rely on tips, mm. so they don't pay them a wage that is even remotely fair, and their income is reliant on customers tipping. Other industries where somebody does earn money. It is not based on that. They're not reliant on people's tipping. Tipping is just now the norm for everything. You, you guys are worried about being tip shamed. I've been tip shamed before. I can see, like, you guys are pretty recognizable. I've been tip shamed before. I would be scared. Yeah, it was a. T- it happened years ago. Yeah. Did they and I was say something? and I was and I was tip shamed before. What yeah, happened? somebody wrote about it on some blog. What? Yes. It made it Year, to the internet? Years ago. It wasn't like the person no, didn't approach you? No. And years ago. No, years Did ago. Did you have to respond? Well, no, but the problem was the way that it worked out, right, was I was at a bar. Uh-huh. And the way that it worked out was the change that they gave me back, right, was like I had a toonie in my hand and like two quarters yeah. For, for a drink. So 250. Right? So I had like, yeah, I had 250. Thanks for the quick math, Maury. Right, thanks, Maury. I had 250, <laughs> and I I pocketed the toonie and left the two quarters. Oh, no. Oh, right. 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 No, no, no. Okay, oh, yeah. hold on now. Hold on now. Hold on now. Hold on now. Hold on right. now. Hold on now. Let me guess. You were drunk. No, 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 no. Oh, oh. yes. But, <laughs> okay. But, yeah. but this was also in like a dirty bar in about uh, 2004. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But still, 50 cents is 50 cents. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cheaps, you hide right about you on the blog. Okay. No, no, no. And the internet no. was new, so no, that guy had like, to figure out how to do no, it. No, but I'm, I'm not. Okay, this wasn't a $12 drink. Uh-huh. Okay, this was like a $4 draft. Uh-huh. 
I'm not tipping buck? two bucks. No, listen, if you want a dollar, give me back two loonies. Uh-huh. I don't give me back. the minimum for a bar is at least a dollar. It, it, it is, no, but you it, give you me back a toonie. If you gave me a toonie and then two quarters, yeah. which is how much, Maury? 225. 250, wow. 250. In that yeah. moment? Yeah. There's no way I'm leaving 50 cents and I'm going to leave the two bucks. Yeah, yes. but maybe Roz wanted God, the toonie so that he could get another drink. But thank you, Maury. I, was, I didn't have a lot of money then, right? That was like, that's no, half oh, another oh, beer. Oh, oh, oh. Now I'm defending right? Roz in this because like, then, yes. then you have to go to the ATM, pay the service fee oh, for that. No, I just couldn't. Anyway, I got shamed and I had to go back. I went back to the bar. Oh, did you? I did. I for sure did. And what happened? I what paid. Yeah? Yes. You did found yes. the server? And I, and I said yes. And I, I found the server because somebody I knew worked there. Yeah. Right? And they sent me the link to this blog where they were like, hey, they wrote about you because I just started doing a television show at the time, right? And then they wrote about you and then I went back and then she was like, hey, they, they come, you know, they're like talking nasty about you, you got a bad rep at this bar. And I was like, are you kidding me? Because I was usually a great tipper. Yeah. And then I went back and I found the person and I was like, I apologize. And I was like, could you please pull down? Did they thing? pull it down? Or oh. update it? They never pulled it oh, down. No! And they never- <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, True crime podcasts are huge. I listen to a bunch, including one called Tracking a Killer Cold Case Files, which is on the Frequency Podcast Network. Season one is out right now. Season two just dropped. Hosts Phil Martino and Madison Fitzpatrick from City News take a closer look at some cold cases from across the country and see what they can uncover. Phil Martino and Madison Fitzpatrick, hello. Welcome to the Roz and Mocha Show. How are you guys? Good, how are you? Good. Uh, Talking season two of Tracking a Killer, The Cold Case Files, were you guys surprised at all by the great response that you got from season one after these stories that you told? Um, I, I don't think so because a lot of people really enjoy true crime these days. Yeah. Absolutely. So uh, we knew that there was like a market for it and we love it. Yes. So uh, we weren't we weren't surprised. Were you surprised, Massa? No, I mean, I think it's it's great that people actually want to listen yeah. and want to know about the cold cases in the GTA and in Ontario and not just, you know, everything that you see on TV with, you know, for example, like the Dahmer documentary mm-hmm. and all that stuff. This stuff is happening here and it's happening to real people. Yeah. And I think that's what interests people. This to me seems like every now and then you come across these podcasts and you're like, at some point before podcasts existed, you guys would have just sat around having these conversations anyway. Right now, there's just a place for you to do it. And the fans are like minded. Like, are you realizing that I had no idea the amount of people that would just casually listen to murder stuff, to mystery, to missing persons, like how interesting this was for people who on the outside don't appear to be the types of people who would be into this kind of thing. Was that the thing that blew you guys away with this genre of podcast was how many people are so deeply invested in these stories? For sure. I I was at a dinner and there was someone from my high school, very quiet guy. Yeah. And he leans over and he says, I think that guy killed his girlfriend. Thank you. <laughs> yes. And those are the conversations yes. that you almost want to have or you want people to have. I mean, in this case, it happened with you, right? Um, since uh, season one, have either of you had people reach out s- talking specifically about some of these stories that you told saying, I think I might know what happened or even reach out to the police saying, I think I may have an idea as to what happened here. Yeah, well, like, I mean, one of our one of our biggest cases was the Monica Chazar case. 
And we were working on that. And halfway through production, it was actually solved. Oh. And so that's incredible. And that to us makes it, you know, our work is is paying off yeah. and what we're doing is paying off. We I'm not going to say who it was, but someone yeah. <laughs> someone contacted us and said, hey, can we can I uh, get the detective's phone number or email? Because I want to talk to about about what I think, who did it. So, um, yeah, so that kind of stuff happens to us. This yeah. random stuff we, happens to us. We have and I don't know. It seems to me like it's a very specific Canadian thing, which is. When true crime is sort of put into an entertainment under an entertainment umbrella in America, it's expected and everybody's like cool with that. But when this type of story happens in Canada, like everybody will sit around and watch Jeffrey Dahmer on Netflix and the show will be number one. But the outrage in Canada when they would try to do something with, say, Paul Bernardo, right, is a much different vibe from Canadians. Do you feel that there is that sort of protection that you guys almost have to be extra careful with these stories because it is a bit of a different audience when it comes to sort of taking these stories and putting them under any kind of entertainment umbrella? Well, I think a lot of the pushback that we have received is really from um, the victims' families. It is sometimes, eh? oh, wow. yeah. you know, um, because these are cold cases, yeah. right? It's it's not like it's a case um, like the Honey and Barry Sherman case where that's basically yeah. you know new, relatively new. But we're dealing with cold cases, um, and some of the families just you know want it to to move on. They want to move on. They want closure. They don't want to bring it up. But, you know, for people like us, we want answers and we want justice for these victims. And not that they don't want that either, but it's just, it's been so long for them Mm -hmm. and it's something tragic that's happened to their family and they just kind of want to move on after all this time. But yeah, it is very different, especially from Hollywood to now, you know, you're talking about real cases and real Mm -hmm. people. What uh, what makes you guys say yes to a story and no to a story or a case rather? I guess, I, you know, there's so many things that make us say, hey, we want to do this case. Yeah. Um, I like to do the older ones because they don't get enough attention and they're kind of like, no one thinks about them anymore. So that's why I like to do the older cases yeah. and where, where the victim is was vulnerable, I think. That, those are the ones I like. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily mean like a case will come up and we're like, oh, no, that, that case sucks. Sure. But there's no yeah. case that sucks, you know? Yeah. Um, we all want justice for all the victims. Um, but it's, it's basically, I guess, for a journalism point of view is storytelling, right? Can we ad- like accurately tell that story? Do we have enough right. information to even make, you know, like a 30 to 40 minute episode and talk about it? Um, do we have enough people to talk to? Do, do we have enough detectives, um, victims, uh, family members, things like that enough Mm -hmm. to tell a story. Do you uh, get suggestions from fans right now as to what an episode should be? Like, hey, you need to look into, or I would like for you to look into this particular cold case that hasn't been solved. We we did have uh, have a suggestion for this season. For season two. Okay. Yes, we did. Uh, Someone emailed us and said, hey, my friend was murdered in her apartment and no one knows who did it. Can you please retell this story? So that's one of the cases we're doing oh, wow. in season two. Yeah. Oh, and the uh, like. I remember. I, I guess I was around with the the, the, the Nicole Morin story. I was probably around her age when she went missing, and I remember as a kid that she was the example that parents would use of why you needed to like walk with a friend or why you needed to like, it's so like, these are almost like, um, you're almost too familiar with these stories, but it's stories like this where you're like, how the hell did that go cold? Mm -hmm. Right. 
Like she, she vanished. She vanished. Vanished. Yeah. Vanished. Like how does something like that? Like when you start digging into these mm-hmm. stories, like where, when you get to the end where they decided to end it, are you like God? There was nothing more. I, but I mean, when especially that's a good example. When you think back then, how many, that was what nineteen eighty five, yeah. right? Yeah. It, they didn't have the things they have now. Like right. now, like you can yeah, no, true. Find yeah. some, there are cameras everywhere, your phone. So I mean, I kind of understand why it might not have been solved yeah. back then. It's almost frustrating, you know, not being able to go back as you're as you're, you know, researching this case that you're not able to go back yourself. Yeah. Sure. And be like, oh well, let's get the drone up there. Oh wait, no. <laughs> yeah. You know, like yeah. or, yeah. or, or let's like, look at surveillance video. Oh, they didn't have that. It's yeah. it's it you know it, it can be very frustrating. It's almost amazing that any case was solved that was a <laughs> difficult case, right? It's like, you know, thank God for snitches. <laughs> but again, another thing we want to point out though, another thing though, it's not like Hollywood. You know on when you watch a, a series, they have it solved in one no, hour. I yeah. I know. Uh, that's what the detective always tell us i wish it was like hollywood it's not like that at all yeah mm. uh phil martino madison fitzpatrick thank you so much for joining us on the raza mocha show tracking a killer cold case file seasons one and two on the frequency podcast network thanks guys thank, thank you. you right on this is the Roz and mocha show podcast Oftentimes when huge stars go on tour they have what's called a rider which is something they send uh, ahead to the venue and it's all the things that they need um, in order to do the show. And in the past, there's been some real wild demands. And years ago, when like these things started to come out, there was that famous one where there was like some rock band that wanted like a bowl of M and M's, but all the green ones had to be removed or something like that. Mm. No, it was with, way before you too. And the reason they did those weird things was to just make sure that they read it. Yeah. Right. It was to just make sure, and so they didn't glance over everything and then start putting, you know, their own just spin on stuff. things, substitutions sure. and all this stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. So Kevin Hart, like he doesn't have a band. It's literally lights, a stage, a microphone, and a stool. One single stool. And Kevin Hart's stool that he uses for his stand-up shows is very particular. And it's not even like a fancy stool. Like, there's no hydraulics. There's nothing. It's a simple black wood stool there's like a round top on it and four legs. Like a bar stool. That's just like a basic bar stool. You see comedians use the stool all the time. It's a. It's Sometimes a, they just use it just to rest their bottle of water on. It's a Winsome brand 29-inch square leg flat top stool. And this is the stool that Kevin Hart needs. No substitutions will be accepted. They even send through an Amazon link where they can buy it uh, to all the venues ahead of time. I don't know why you don't travel. Just travel with a stool. Where are you going to put it on the plane? I don't know. You check it. Like he doesn't have guys that can like he doesn't like check the stool. Like a stool guy? I don't know. Like people go on tour, they bring stuff with them. After, like it's up to the venue just to hang on to it. Well, I think I don't think that the stool is expensive. No, it's fifty two bucks. Is it? it Yeah. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Right. (laughs) If I order in the next sixteen hours, I get it tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so it's a $52 stool, uh-huh. but you know that these people are like, okay, well, yeah, we'll just grab that stool. It's the same. It's the same. It, but So he wants a specific stool because I guess it's the stool that he likes. Um, so I started looking up what else Mr. Hart needs before he shows up to a venue. Oh, yeah. Is it specifics like food and stuff like yes, that? Yes, I mean? have like his entire list, his entire rider. So it's broken down. Into drinks, yeah, oh, non-alcoholic, right? Okay, yeah, and then alcoholic drinks, okay. 
and then hot food, and then salad, and then other foods and snacks, and then a list that simply reads very important. And the stool is under the list of very important. What else is under the very important list? Small bottle of Listerine mouthwash. Ugh, yeah. A package of floss sticks. <laughs> yeah. Travel size toothbrush and toothpaste. Okay. Vaseline lip therapy, original mini, original flavor. And even in brackets, they said 0.25 ounce container. Method brand hand soap, pump version. <laughs> okay. I actually like that brand iPhone chargers, doesn't say how many. Yeah. Uh, sorry, it does. It says two iPhone chargers. Okay. One block, one box of Kleenex. Yeah. One deck of bicycle playing cards. Right. Four man-scented candles for the dressing room and bathroom. Okay. It's to hide the smell of weed, right? From like his dudes. Gotta and be. probably like yeah, food, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and four... USA plug power adapters if overseas. Right. What else you want? That's, that seems, How is the that toothpaste and mouthwash not in your own care, like your own toilet? Because he doesn't want to have, he just leaves that stuff in the hotel, I guess, right? But he wants to eat and then just like have a, I don't know. Like to me, you have a guy that like takes care of stuff. I'll never forget, like, I'll never forget that the first time I interviewed Diddy, mm-hmm. he sat down beside me and like his dudes came over and he had one guy who had like a, like a strap, like purse kind of thing mm-hmm. around his chest. Like a fanny pack. Yeah, but it was around his chest. He had one guy who reached in and had a brush, and Diddy sat there and brushed his, uh, this guy brushed Diddy's hair, mm-hmm. and then another guy came over with another fanny pack around his chest, reached into it, grabbed a little tiny thing of lip balm, opened it up, and put it in front of him, and Diddy dipped his finger into it, and then put it on his lips, and the guy put the top back on, put so it back good. in his fanny pack, and walked away. That's he has one guy That's for lip balm. I was watching um, a documentary, a Diddy, it was a, a like a Bad Boy Records uh, Diddy documentary on Netflix yeah. recently, and he was, like, during a meeting with his people yeah. at his home, he was sitting in a barber chair while... The barber was cutting his hair yep. and trimming up his beard, and he was getting a manicure and a pedicure by two different people. Yes. So he had three people taking care of him while he's holding this business meeting. Yes. And these people in this meeting are like laptops open, making notes, yes. doing that, like taking care of business. But it's when crazy. you when you are at Diddy Kevin Hart level, it is inconceivable to you yes. that you would not have that you would ask one person to be both the hairbrushing guy and the lip balm guy. Right. Right? Yeah. It's inconceivable yeah, that's at that that's point. different money. Yes. Let me go through real quick a couple of things on Kevin Hart's rider, okay? So for drinks here, yeah. he has listed 48 uh, bottles of spring water. Okay. 12 bottles of- This is for Kevin Hart on tour, by uh, the way. Of uh, alkaline water. Yeah. Four cans of Pepsi, four cans of Pepsi Zero, four Sprite, four Mountain Dew, Oof. six cans of Canada Dry Ginger Ale. He's got uh, all like four different- different types of Red Bull. He's got hot teas on there. He's got Keurig coffees on there. Um, he's got, this is interesting, 100 red Solo cups, 16 and 18 ounces in in all caps and brackets, must be red. Wow. Interesting. No blue, huh? No blue. Wow. 50 shot glasses. And then, and then in brackets, Plastic is fine. (laughs) (laughs) 50 shot glasses. That's a lot of shot glasses, man. Yeah, this is right. When you get a seg at some point, because there's like other crazy stuff on here. Yeah. uh, That Kevin Hart needs on his rider when he shows up to a venue. 
Um, it's really, really interesting. And it says here at the very bottom, if you have any problems with items listed on this rider, please contact the tour coordinator to discuss alternatives. In all caps, do not deviate from this yeah, rider. Yeah, yeah. Don't make executive decisions about my chair, man. <laughs> right? The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Sat on the couch eating a bag of Roxy's goldfish. Goldfish? Yeah. Do you dunk them? You know those little snacks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You don't eat those? Mm -mm. You don't eat your kid's goldfish? No. What kind of parent are you? I eat other stuff. You don't eat his goldfish? Does he eat goldfish? He does not. He does not? No. (gasps) No, because they have, uh, they upset his stomach. Come on. You know what what fixes that? More goldfish. You got to build up the tolerance. (laughs) No. (laughs) Yes, that's the only way. You need to get, you need to feed Cruz Bamba. Excuse me. What it's is available the- now. It's kosher for Passover. It's from Israel. It's like cheesies, but it's called peanut butter puffs. And they're from my childhood. They are my is there absolute dairy in it? Favorite. You can't have dairy. There's no dairy in it. From Israel, they can't. Have, they wouldn't be able to do that. But you said kosher. they're cheese puffs. Kosher for yeah, Passover. You said they're cheese puffs. No peanut butter puffs. But you said cheese puffs. They're like cheese puffs, but they're right. peanut butter puffs. Oh, who wants a peanut butter puff? I'm telling you, why, these things why are I just so have peanut good. butter. Yeah. No, because those your regular peanut butter is not puffed. <laughs> I don't need no peanut butter puff. <laughs> <laughs> who, who's, who, you, who says I ain't got no puff on my peanut butter? <laughs> <laughs> my peanut butter's got so much puff. Okay. My peanut butter, Maury, I'll have you know, <laughs> it's very puffed. <laughs> okay. Most, most puff you've ever yeah. seen. <laughs> This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Hello, Angel. How are you? It's Roz and Mocha. I'm good. How about you guys? Doing good. You sound like you're in good spirits. Why are you reaching out to us? Well, I need some help on how to break some bad news to my son about his hockey dreams. Oh, wow. You wrote this. Uh, hey, Razamoka, fix my life. My 12-year-old son just started hockey this year. Uh, he is in the lowest division, but is doing well and absolutely loves it. He starts high school next year, and his high school has a hockey academy. My son is desperate to go. Unfortunately, it's $3,500. My question wow. is, how do I tell him that my husband and I are not willing to pay that amount uh, for what will be his beer league hockey career? I don't want to crush his dreams, but he already plays in a league three times a week uh, does ban summer camps and we're just not willing to shell out that money. Why don't you just tell yeah. him that? Uh, I, I did try to have the conversation with him and I was you know, I was just like, buddy, it's it's too much. Like that's that's a bit ridiculous. And because uh, yeah. we do, like, we're not the family that never says no. We tell them they need, you know, they need to pick. They can't do everything. Yeah. But yeah, he just put his head down on the counter and started crying. And he was like, I'll give up. I'll give up you know, bend, I'll give up this, I want to do it. So, like, I think he's just so excited for high school and all it has to offer that uh, he's a bit blind to reason. <laughs> right. Does he, does he, like, is his goal to, to be, like, in the NHL, like, make it to, to be a pro hockey player? I think every little boy's um, goal is, but, um, you know, he's got a lot of heart and uh, he's doing really, really well in the league that he's in, but it is the lowest league and it's his first year. And, yeah, and, 12, yeah. You know, if, 12's old. Yeah. And he's 12's, excited. 12's old. 
Totally. To be starting hockey. Um, yeah. Yeah. So did he did he choose this school? Did you guys choose this school knowing that there was a great hockey program there? Or that you guys, he's going there and there just also happens to be a great hockey program? Yeah, the second. Yeah, okay. Yeah, cool. it's just the one closest yeah. to, our, to our place. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah I, I, it's difficult when you have to have the conversation with any kid about, you know, budgeting and money and not being able to afford stuff or choosing not to afford stuff. I think it's always better when you're talking to a kid to say that you're choosing to not uh, spend money on that rather than saying mm-hmm. you can't afford it because um, if you have a confrontational kid, then the kid's going to be like, well, why do you have two cars? You know what I mean? Like, that's my hockey money sitting in the driveway. You never use it. Um, you're always driving dad's car. Um, you know, so so I wouldn't get I into kid. the, I wouldn't I get you. into the, I can't <laughs> afford it. I would say it's, it's very much a choice. Uh, but, you know, you also have to think in terms of it's 3,500 for this year, right? Is mm-hmm. it, it going to be 3,800 next year? Prices always go up. So what you're looking at is you're looking at what realistically could be like, what, like 14, 15 grand over his high school career. Yeah. (laughs) Right. And that's that's a that's a lot of money. And and I think that you need to be realistic, but not realistic about his hockey dreams. I think realistic about finances. And, you know, for a high school program, $3,500 is just something that you are not willing to spend that amount of money on. So I kind of had put it off a bit and I was like, well, you know what, let's go get the information session and take a look. But I guess I shouldn't even just entertain that and and not drag it out, just just have the conversation. Well, no, because then then your decision to not pay for it is going to have to be based on something that happened in the information session. If if it's thirty five hundred, it's thirty five hundred. There's they're going to the information session with your kid. Nothing that they say is going to change your mind. Mm-hmm. Right. So don't go. And guess what? Next year, Roz is right. If it goes up to $3,800, that is the reason. And then the year after that, it goes up to four grand. Yeah. That is the reason. Yeah. Yep. All right. Right. Yeah. You're always going to come back to the reason of that, that, that price that you guys just, uh, you know, you can't put into it right now. Yeah. It's, it's just too much. And I think, like I mentioned, for us, school is school and sports are for yeah. fun. Yeah. And yeah, there you go. Yeah, there's only so much you can take. So have that convo, Angel. Awesome, thank you so all much. Right, I love. just wanted to say you guys are so awesome. I love all that you do. You've helped me out with so many of my FMLs just by being in my head and me having a pretend conversation with you guys. Oh. I hear Mocha telling me to look at things from a different perspective. I hear Roz pushing me to look at my actions and how they're contributing. And um, yeah, you guys are just. Awesome. You're I love you so much. Thank you. <laughs> you're the we best, Angel. You. you mean uh, a ton to us, and your support means the world to us. Thank you so much. Have a great day, guys. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. You hear that clip of the um, the principal in New Hampshire who had to announce a school closure yesterday Okay. over the PA system and thought he'd be, like, the cool teacher, the cool oh, principal? It's never good. And he, never works out for you. Right? And he did a rap song. <laughs> he wrote some lyrics to the tune of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yeah. So I don't know if any of the students at this elementary school or <laughs> high school sure. um, know of the original Fresh, Fresh no Prince of Bel-Air. chance. So this would have gone like way over their heads. They, this is an original track to them. Right? 
Yeah. So here's how the principal announced to the school that there was going to be a school closure. In southern New Hampshire, born and raised on the campuses where we spend most of our days learning, studying, prepping all day, and all getting ready for exams Monday. A couple of storms who were up to no good started making trouble in our neighborhood. I saw one little flake and my mom got scared. She said to move an exam so you can be prepared. Pinkin Academy will have no school on Monday, January 23rd. Stay safe. Help your neighbors out. <laughs> wow. Listen, man. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. You know, you know that this principal had that written like in the bag, in the pocket, waiting for a school closure. So And probably practice all the time in, yes. the, in the mirror. Yeah. I, I don't know because it's very specifics with exams moving and stuff like this. Oh, like, that's that's like, like that's like a quick rewrite. Guys, that's a quick rewrite. He's like, yo, I got this one. And then no. driving to school, getting to school in the morning. He's like, let me just change these lyrics up. Yeah, jeez. Listen, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna dog a principal who cares. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely right? not. But but, but. <laughs> do kids trash. care? Do kid like yep. that? Yeah, you think so? Well, them bars were trash. Yeah. Of course they care. Yeah. No, yeah. I just think that it's like yeah. they'd rather have a fun principal than some serious one. Yeah, I don't like know. Just a, I don't know. Like, yo, Pinkerton Academy, school's closed today because yeah. it's not. Yeah, like, like for effort. Think back, though. Like, did anybody really want the fun principal? I mean, I had fun right? teachers and I still remember them. I don't remember any of the mean ones. Yeah, but who wanted? I don't know if I wanted the fun yeah, principal. Did I you? Did, yeah. yeah. At school, like, yeah. they just, you just felt more comfortable around them. Right. Because they had a sense of humor. What right. was your principal like, Roz? I don't know. We had a couple of them. They were fine, I guess. His I name was that, Moses. Uh, yes, he, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> What's the matter with you? Oh, what is the matter with you? <laughs> Like that one. What the hell's the matter with you? <laughs> I learned to write with a chisel. <laughs> <laughs> You're so good at it, too. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Yes. How are you? How was that drive in today? That was fine. Was it? Yeah. yeah. Like the plows, the plows were out like pretty early yesterday and all throughout the night. Yeah. And even my drive in today. Like it did take, it took me longer. The normal, usually it's like 40 minutes, 35, 40 minutes. Yeah. Today it took me about an hour. Yeah. Um, because the, the trucks are still out there, but of course the snow is still falling and people are, are driving a lot slower, right? Yeah, I mean, I just tore through it. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> even, even yesterday, even yeah. yesterday, I was yeah. just like, come on now. Uh -huh. uh, but it was rough. I was like seeing so many cars just oh, like yeah. spinning out. And why anybody? Like, I, you know what I see spin out the most? Like people like going around a corner where it is like danger? Wow. Minivans. Oh, really? Yeah, those like yeah. front wheel drive minivans. Just like, oh, you can't do anything in yeah. those things. We, uh, when I left, the station, the radio station yesterday, it had just started snowing. Yes. So it wasn't as bad. So my commute home right. was okay. Yeah. It was around the time we had to go pick crews up from school, which yeah. was around 3.30, where we were like right in the middle of it. Yeah. And our, you know, short commute took like double the, the, the time to get to and from his school. And then it really picked up the snow at like four, at least in our neighborhood, like four o'clock, whatever time it was that you texted me. Right, right, asking right. Asking like what it was oh, like it in was, the neighborhood. Oh, it was bad downtown before then though. Yeah. It was really bad. And more, you were late today. 
Yeah, but not because of the weather. I just, I just purpose, like I just purposely took my time. <laughs> but your your car was fine in this. Yeah, I had no issue. What about whatsoever. yesterday? You didn't go out yesterday, though. No, but I had to walk to a red carpet in the snow yesterday. What was the red carpet for uh, Infinity Pool with Alexander Skarsgård? Oh, how was that? It was fine. He he yeah. showed like his flight came in. There was no delay on his flight. Wow. Yeah. And how far did you have to walk? Uh, like five blocks. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Were you the only person on the street, or was it crazy? I was the only one out. Really? Huh? Yeah. yeah, it was pretty. I, I love when it's like dead, and it's like you're like, oh my god. Yeah, it was, it was wild. Like there was nobody out yesterday. Yeah, yeah. It was crazy. I went out for. I went out a, a taco run. Oh my god, I went out a taco run last oh, night. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. So, so, Sounds like details. Yeah. Please. So write this down. So I go. Uh, the Catherine's picking up Roxy, and everything's delayed, and it's like crazy. And she's like, do you want me to pick up tacos on the way home? And I was like, yeah, cool. I'm like, why don't I just go ahead and get the tacos? And then that way I'll get the tacos. And then you guys, by the time you get home, tacos will be here. She's like, that'd be great. So I jump in the truck and I go to our favorite taco place, a place called Gus Tacos. They do the best tacos. And uh, I get there. I put in our order, bag it all up. I'm the only person in there. Perfect. Right? It's great. Yeah. Get home. The girls are already home. Tacos are hot. Oh. Open the bag. Yeah. Chips, guac, tacos, everything else. Start unpacking stuff. And Rox goes, where's my tacos? <laughs> what? And I was like, what do you mean, where's your tacos? And I look at the receipt and it didn't go through. Like when I put in the order, it didn't go through. Her fish tacos didn't go through. Oh. So I'm like, okay. See, back, me, back to Gus. Let me go back out. <laughs> Yeah. So get in the car. And then now that part of the that part of the the city is crazy. Yeah, right? I can't park. Oh my god, it's like it's mental, right? Mm -hmm. And then so I finally find a spot, go in, order the tacos, get home. Roxy has delicious fresh hot fish tacos yeah. where I eat my chicken tacos that have been there for like 40 minutes now, right? So as well have been in the freezer. Yeah, right. So <laughs> So taco taco night was was half great at my house, yeah. but uh but yeah, no, it was it was crazy, but I love it. I'm with you more. I love it when it's dead. I love like it looks like an apocalypse, right? Where it was not dead? Where? Before we went to pick up crews from school, yeah. we had to make another pit stop. Friggin' Costco. Really? Packed, People bro. were doing Costco runs yesterday? Packed. For what? Costco was so busy. Like, doing not as busy on a, as, like, on a Saturday or a Sunday. Yeah. But still, like, what was yesterday? Wednesday? Yes. Yeah, but well, I guess when it snows, like, everybody runs out because they're like, oh, no, what if, stay. you know, I run out of corn? <laughs> Wednesday at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> yes. Costco is busy. Even the lineup for hot dog and pizza. <laughs> Really? Yeah. I need a box of Tic Tacs. Yeah. Right? A box of 50. Yes. Like, what's the matter with you? Yeah, facts. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Started watching this show on Netflix last night called uh, Physical 100, which what? is a South Korean show where they're, it's completely dubbed um, and it's hysterically dubbed. Um, but it's like a physical competition show. I guess it's sort of like a squid game kind of thing. Okay. Um, but there's a hundred contestants and yeah. it's like to find out who has the best body. But I think that it may be <laughs> lost in translation. Like I, I think it's, they're trying to figure out like who's the most physical, but they kept, they keep saying who has the best body, right? Yeah, because to me that sounds like a, like, like bodybuilding. <laughs> yeah, but it's not though. Like it's all, it's all different, um, like athletes and some social influencers and, yeah. and, and everything else. Um, but the, 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 the first challenge was they took 50 people and they stuck them on in like a big giant room. And then this 
like whole contraption came down from the ceiling and they had to grab onto it and then it lifted and it was like how long can you hold on to a bar for oh, uh, and then the floor opens like, up and it's a pool underneath oh okay right and you finish that sentence like pool of snakes no it's just a, it's just a regular pool so and, are these um these challenges that the they're they're taking part in are they all extreme or are they some like remember back in the day there was like some of those japanese shows no game no, shows where they were me, like ridic- okay. it was like ridiculous yeah. competition stuff this it is ridiculous but oh, I'll, okay. I'll, but I'll, I'll tell you because i know that they're doing a a, a squid game version right uh-huh. like a, a reality show based on squid game and i was looking very much forward to that uh-huh. but after watching this yeah i'll tell you man like i was it started and I was like, oh my God, they're bringing in a hundred people, right? And I was really excited about that. And I'm like, but my God, the amount of time it takes to run through challenges with a hundred people. Oh yeah. It's like, I'm on episode three and we just finished the first challenge. Gee, they're not doing them one by one, like in groups, no, but right? Even, yeah, but even even when you do it 50 at a time, oh, yeah, it yeah. takes a very <laughs> long time that's, that's to get right, to get through 50. Uh, and like, and the first challenge was 50 people at a time. And even that took a long time. And then oh, the second challenge was like, you, they put you in this arena thing and you it, they give you three minutes on the clock and it's you go head to head with somebody else and there's a like a medicine ball in the middle of this room uh-huh. and it's whoever is holding the medicine ball by the end of the three minutes is the one who wins the challenge. Do we know how heavy the medicine ball no, is? No, it's like, I don't know, like say five pounds, whatever. Oh, okay, yeah. But what these people do is nobody runs in the room and goes for the medicine ball. They just both go in the room and start physically fighting each other to to try and gas the other person and hold them down and choke them. And then then, then literally when there's 10 seconds on the clock, one of them will release a chokehold and run for the medicine ball. So they're the person who has it at the very end. It's crazy. So it's it's a matter of who's holding the medicine ball at the end of the, the three end minutes. Of the three minutes, not yes. who's holding it the longest. Although maybe no. that would have been the intent. Yes, because technically that person who just slapped the hell out of the other person. Yes. Even if they held the medicine ball for 15 seconds. Right, that was still the longest time in the room. Right, and in the <laughs> middle of the room is a dirty pond. Right, and so these oh my okay, and then so these two women so, come out, yeah, and they start like mud wrestling basically and They're throwing each the, other around. Are they part of the competition? Yes, there's women or, too. Or they were just like there to throw no, everyone off. No, no, there's women in the competition as well. Right, like it's. I'm telling you, man, it's really, really wild. It's a wild show. What's it called? Physical. Physical 100. Sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right up, Chef Sally. Right? Absolutely. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Love this part of the podcast. A lot of people do. Uh, hey, Mocha. Yes, sir. You ready? Of course. Let's do the news. A Roz and Mocha Show and Kiss 92.5 News Break. Uh, M&M's are going through a, another rebrand. If you remember, they they changed up the spokes candies last year by taking the green M&M out of her go-go boots and putting her in running shoes. And then they took the brown M&M and they shortened her heels mm-hmm. and they gave the orange M&M uh, anxiety. And then they had the purple M&M who was there for inclusion. 
And uh, there was a big uproar and Fox News was all over it and people were pissed off because uh, I guess they no longer found the M&M sexy. I don't know if that, like, maybe, I guess, which is weird to me. Anyway, they say, uh, uh, in the last year, we've made some changes to our beloved spokes candies. Uh, We weren't sure if anyone would even notice. And we definitely didn't think that it would break the internet. Being polarizing is the last thing M&Ms wanted to do since we're all about bringing people together. Therefore, we have decided to take an indefinite pause on our spokes. Spokes candies earlier uh, last year. Um, as you know, they went through that big change. So it's less than a year, just a year, actually. And uh, they say that uh, Maya Rudolph, who everybody can agree on, is going to be their new um, sort of like uh, ambassador of fun for M&M's. And I guess that uh, the chief of fun is what her title is. And uh, they will be doing a brand new Super Bowl commercial with Maya Rudolph. Now, do you think, mm. though, that this is actually going to be Maya Rudolph? No. Or, or do you think that like Maya Rudolph is going to be in the commercial and then at like the end of the commercial, like the M&M's are going to be directing it and stuff? You know yes. what I mean? Like, I, think, I think that the Spokes Candies yeah. are not going anywhere. Yeah. And the M&M's company... Obviously knew what kind of reaction they right. would get. Yes, yeah. I don't know though, because I, I, I tried. To, I was trying to look them. to find out if it actually because Mars is the company that owns M and M's, and I was mm-hmm. trying to find out if uh, it actually hurt their bottom line. Like if yeah. this was a reaction because they actually lost money doing it or not. I don't. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Or, if, or if this M&Ms. is or if this is just a giant troll job. I think it's a, troll a lot of people are saying it's like a Super Bowl thing. Well, no, it is a Super Bowl thing, but whether the the candies are going to be in it or not is what I'm trying oh, to figure absolutely. out. Like whether whether it's a stunt or not, right? Uh, Paris Hilton's a mom. Hey, congratulations, Paris Hilton. Yeah, uh, it's hot. she posted a, a shot of uh, like a tiny little baby hand holding onto her thumb, mm-hmm. and uh, she wrote, "You were already loved beyond words." According to People, uh, Paris and her husband Carter welcomed their son via surrogate, saying, uh, "It's always been my dream to be a mother. I'm so happy that Carter and I." found each other uh we are so excited to start our family together and our hearts are exploding with love for our baby boy the surrogate game is wild though huh because like mm. it's just such a surprise like yeah it's like boom i'm a mom yeah and, and she was like, out there like yeah just Paris saw her the other day doing stuff she made a commercial the other day i saw <laughs> the Olympics, right? yeah. yeah and you don't the even Olympics? know you don't even know what's no. going on uh behind the scenes Good for her. I'm happy for yeah. Her. oh yeah, yeah she'll be a great yeah. mom i really think she'd i, be I a great fully mom. agree with you maury yeah. i think that paris hilton is gonna be a absolute fantastic mom and that baby's already rich <laughs> yeah true right that's not always a sign of a of a healthy upbringing, no. We've seen plenty examples of that in the past. But no, I agree. I think she's going to be a dynamite mom. The Madonna biopic at Universal, which uh, Julia Garner from Ozark was supposed to star in after she came out of uh, uh, that boot camp that they did, the singing and dancing uh, boot camp that Madonna did. Damn, Ruth, uh, Ruth must be pissed. What the happened? movie is scrapped. by Universal, even after Madonna had worked with uh, Diablo Cody and uh, Aaron uh, Cressida Wilson, who wrote Girl on the Train uh, on the screenplay. Um, Not happening. The movie's not Mm. moving forward. Is it because nobody's interested? I don't know. My take is this, is that even though Madonna worked with Diablo Cody, who's a great writer, and so was uh, Aaron Cressida Wilson, great writer, I think that Madonna handed in a screenplay or a treatment that the studio gave back a ton of notes on and Madonna said no. And I think that the other big thing, the main reason why, is that Madonna was hell-bent on directing this herself. Mm. And 
I don't think that they have a lot of faith in Madonna as a director. See, so my, my take is that she never handed anything in and she was just like missing deadlines. I don't think the studio ever ended up seeing any script. That's my take. Yeah, but I don't know if you cancel at that point, though. You have to well, have a reason to. Tour, you have so to have a reason to not spend money. Ah, oh, you can push. You can push stuff. Everything else. I mean, nobody was thinking this was going to come out next year. Yeah. But I think that it was. Be, I think that having Madonna directing it, and I think that that was a deal breaker for Madonna. Otherwise, why would she have said like Madonna? Really Madonna can't come out and say I'm directing it myself, and then actually not direct it. So this was. A deal breaker. So if they had said you're not directing this, then there's no movie, mm -hmm. right? She may bring it. What if she brings it to somewhere else? She may yeah, bring she it to could, somewhere absolutely. else. Absolutely, yeah. it could end up on Netflix or something. Jeez, <sighs> but uh, yeah. So no Madonna movie, Maury. Sorry about that, Holmes. I was looking forward to it. Uh, Justin Bieber, uh, one of the younger sort of artists. The the deal with selling your catalog, all the publishing for your catalog, uh, your body of music, mm -hmm. is something that like older artists do. Bruce Springsteen, Neil Diamond, like those guys Fleetwood sell Mac. off their catalog. Yeah, exactly. Fleetwood Mac. Uh, not a lot of younger artists are doing it. Uh, Justin Bieber just sold his entire catalog for $200 million, wow. which is a lot of money, not as much as those sure. those other big stars still, were there. For being in the game for 14 years? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? 200, 200 mil? 290 songs oh, no. is what they got, including everything up to uh, December 31st, 2021, including his most recent album, Justice. Uh, yeah, 200 million. So, so does uh, that affect touring? Like, can he, does he still make all the money if he sings these songs on 100%, tour? 100%. Yeah. 100%. So you're selling, like, if the anyone publishing. buys the song off iTunes or whatever, you don't get that, but you can get touring money. They can also license these for anything. Like commercials, yeah. commercials, movies. movies. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a great way to now he has all the money up front. He has now all he the can, money. Yeah. He has all the money up front. Right. Which is which yeah, because is because Justin Bieber's been hurting for money. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I, no, I know. I know. I know. Poor I know, guy. I know. But but you know, like with, uh, I, no, I know, I know. But with somebody like Bruce Springsteen, it's like you know that his music has been around for, you know, fifty yeah. years or whatever. But this worked well with, with Christine McPhee when she sold the stuff for her and then she passed away. So she was able to... It worked to, out well for her? No, but Did it you just out. say it worked out well because she sold finish. and got all that money and then died? Let me, we discussed this at home. Let me finish. That way she gets the money. She can give the money to like family members and stuff like that. way she doesn't lose money. Sorry, who? Christy from <laughs> who? Fleetwood Mac. Oh. Yeah. oh. You're, more, you, you're throwing out names like Mocha knows who you're talking about, man. One of the singers from Fleetwood Mac, when okay. they sold everything, she was yes. able to get hundreds of millions of dollars <laughs> uh -huh. and then she could decide where that money goes. Right. Uh -huh. You know, and that way, if but she, you, died. she died, right? So that oh. that way, it so how do you know? How do you know? How do you know she divvied up the money though? You're making a lot of assumptions here because she got the money like a year before she passed. But but you but you're also making assumptions that she wanted to give the money to everybody else. Like you have this whole fantasy life for what's her name? Christine McVie. Yeah, isn't she the the mattress lady? No, that's Christine McVie. Oh, so who are you <laughs> talking about? You just said Christine McVie twice. <laughs> Who's the, who's the sleep country lady? Christine McVie. And who's the Fleetwood Mac lady? Christine McVie. <laughs> no, isn't sleep country Christine McGee? Is it McGee? I don't know. That's why I asked. You're the one throwing out these names. Listen, man, before you start talking, come with facts. Yeah, come with the info. Like... I know the one from Fleetwood Mac. No, you don't. Christine McVie. But you don't know what she did with the money. No, I know. I'm just saying it, maybe she did do this. But no, you didn't. No, you, you said it worked out well for her. If she and did she that, got. then it would have been like great for <laughs>
Listen, it would have worked out great if I decided to become an astronaut. Yes, right? it would have worked out great. If I decided to, I wanted to be a millionaire and started investing early in life, it would have been great. Right, you got to sell a lot of mattresses for $200 million, though, huh? <laughs> Sweet country, get up. We're fine, we're fine. Well, I got nothing. And it's Christine McGee, by the Thank way. Thank you, Shem. <laughs> Jesus. What the hell is going on in the TTC, man? Jesus. Uh, yesterday, a uh, uh, woman was stabbed in the face and the head by another woman on a streetcar. Damn. Um, those two workers were assaulted on a Scarborough bus not that long ago. Two uniformed TTC employees were swarmed and injured in Scarborough on Monday. Non-life-threatening injuries. A TTC bus driver was shot with a BB gun over the weekend. That's crazy, man. I like know. I like back in and I don't I don't want to do a back in the day thing, but like anytime anything ever happened on a like on a subway or a bus or something like that, it was so unusual. Mm-hmm. Like it was like you would like it was all anybody could talk about if like one thing happened, and now it's multiple things a week that are yes. happening every single day. What are we going to talk about tomorrow? It's what's going to happen today, dude. I don't know. Listen, I love Scarborough. I love my city, but y'all got to do better. <clears throat> they all, everywhere does. Like everywhere Where did this to, happen? Yes. This happened downtown. This woman got that, stabbed. The stabbing happened downtown, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's uh, not good. It's, it's not good. No, it's, it's not. And, like, you know, and, and just as a dad, too, like I was looking forward to, you know, when rocks would start taking transit in the bus and all this mm-hmm. stuff. And I'm it's like, scary now. it's scary now. Even a couple of weeks ago when like people were being pushed. Onto the track. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm not taking my kid on the TTC. No. Like, it's, and it's, it's. it's I'd rather sit in traffic for three hours. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really take wild. The TTC I, right I now. used to, and it was such a big thing. Like, when you, it's such a rite of passage when you grow up in a city, too. Like, that first time you take a trip, you know, by yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when you were 13 or 14, you take the bus to school or whatever it is. Like, it's, it's kind of cool, right? It's kind of sure. cool. It, it, but it's not, it's never been, you've been nervous and you've been scared. Um, but not because of any fear that you think you're going to be harmed. It was always like, I'm going to miss my stop or, you know what I mean? I'm going to step on somebody like all these like minor things, you know, when when you're growing up in the city. 10 years old. Yes. Taking the TTC by myself an hour and a half each way. Yeah. Yes. I can't imagine a 10 year old. No. Doing that now. No, even 13. Even I can't imagine a 13-year-old doing it. It's yeah. just, I don't know, man. Jesus, the poor people. Uh, <laughs> yesterday on Capitol Hill, uh, Ticketmaster came under fire for the Taylor Swift rollout and fiasco. Uh, so first of all, here is uh, the head of Ticketmaster. We apologize to the fans. We apologize to Ms. Swift. We need to do better, and we will do better. And here is 52 seconds of both Democrat and Republican senators jamming as many Taylor Swift references into their opening statements as possible. Ticketmaster ought to look in the mirror and say, I'm the problem. It's me. <laughs> uh, along with, uh, with, with Senator Klobuchar as, as chair. Uh, to be honest, I had hoped um, uh, as of a few months ago to get the gavel back. But once again, she's chair captain and I'm on the bleachers. So. <laughs> to have a strong capitalist system, you have to have competition. You can't have too much consolidation, something that unfortunately for this country, as a uh, ode to Taylor Swift, I will say we know all too well. A purchaser of a ticket being able to sell it to someone else. I, a lot of people seem to think that's somehow 
a solution. I think it's a it's a nightmare dressed like a daydream. I, I don't think we ought to go there. Yeah. Karma's a relaxing thought. Aren't you envious that for you it's not? That's all I've got to say. So two things. One, now all those Taylor Swift lyrics are going to be in the National Archives forever. Yeah. Right? But also the thing that even they couldn't get over is this is the first time uh-huh. in a long time. And I mean a long time that there was an issue in front of Congress that completely, without hesitation and without conflict, united Republican and Democratic senators. Yeah. Yeah. Like completely. There was zero conflict between the two parties. Oh, because of Taylor Swift and Ticketmaster. <laughs> because Ticketmaster screwed up so bad. All these senators yeah. that started going in with the lines, right? Yes. Do you think they all prepared multiple lines, multiple Taylor Swift quotes, knowing that others might as well? Oh, 100%. Oh, they worked together so, on this. Yeah. Did they, or oh, they, yeah. they were like, I'm going to say this oh, line, you're yeah, going to say yeah, this yeah. line. Yeah, or yeah, 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 yeah. maybe they heard someone use a line, then they scrambled and like, okay, now I'm going to use this line. They, they, all, they all knew. They were all uh, all in on this. But uh, but yeah, I don't know. Oof. Because uh, it used to be Ticketmaster and Live Nation were two separate things, right? Yeah. And now they're one. Uh-huh. And that's when you get, like when I was telling Maury, I was looking at Madonna tickets. I wasn't going to buy them. I just wanted to see the prices for mm. them. And like I went on Ticketmaster and it was, you know what? It gives you the slider of like your your dollar range of where you yeah. want to go. The dollar range was that was giving me was, do I want to find tickets between $5,000 and $5,500? <laughs> that, was, that was the only option. That's different, man. That was the only that option. That is absolutely different. Right? It was crazy. I'm the problem. It's me. <laughs> Big changes to the way that the NBA All-Star game is going to be handled this year. Cool changes. Oh, tell me. So there it's going to everybody you're going to know who the captains are and like who the All-Star players are, right? Like yeah. I think it's going to be Giannis and LeBron are going to be the captains. I think that that's where people are sort of leaning, right? Okay. Um and you'll know everybody who is going to take part in the NBA All-Star Game, and then they sort of do that draft as they have in years past. But we can still vote, though? But only this year, Uh what's going to happen is the two team captains are going to pick their teams right before the game. Oh. Like school style, where they all yes. line up and they pick yeah. people. Yeah, so they're oh. so when so all the all stars are going to show up not knowing which team they're on. What if so, you get picked last? Then I somebody's can, gonna get picked last. So I could still vote for my favorite Toronto Raptor, and they once voted in will be there standing on the sidelines. Yes. But won't know until they get selected. Correct. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so you will know going into this who all the all-stars are, right? We'll yeah. know that, and we'll know who the captains are. That's actually pretty exciting. I but, like that. But, but you won't know what team they're playing for until the draft happens, and this year it's happening right before the game. That's amazing. Yeah, which Jim, is kind of cool. You're shaking your head. I can't hear you. Oh, crap. Hold on. Sorry. Wait, 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 wait. I forgot to switch. That's, That's all uh, going down February 19th. Sunday, February nineteenth at uh, seven. Do we know any of the stars PM. yet? Uh, I mean, it, it's not. A, it's not a fish. It'll, it'll, it'll be. It'll be a lot of the usuals. Yeah. yeah. Plus, the, the voting is still happening. Yeah. It's it's the best thing the NBA could do to really bring some meaning to the game. I quite agree. Frankly, right. It's going to be so exciting. Yeah. Uh, how long could you live without your phone before you start going bonkers? They polled. 
uh, a group of people to find out what that number is. Let's just say you show up to work and you forget your phone. How long before you start going bonkers without your phone? Oh, I can go an entire show because I've left my phone in the car before. Right. I'm okay. So so what, though? What's your... I think I could probably go a day. Yeah. Uh-huh. Maybe two days. Yeah. I could probably go two days without my phone. Yeah. Maury? Um, I've gone two weeks before, but I have to be gone two weeks. Like you when I'm on vacation, oh, I'll leave it away night. You do not. It's true. You're, you're, you're like such the biggest a liar. liar. In this no, world. it's true. You're such. A, you leave one of them in your nightstand. Yeah, that's true. And yeah, then I take one with me. Yes, yes. So, <laughs> so you, you don't can't fully leave unplug. Your Five hours and eleven minutes is what they said. Five I, hours and eleven. minutes. I've left mine at home before, and I've had Matthew send it to me in an Uber. Yes, exactly. Oh, Shem, God. five hours and eleven minutes. Does that jive with you? I, I could do a day. Yeah. I could yeah. do a day. Five I've, hours is, yeah. What about I've, you, Ross? I've done a full weekend. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I've also done a full weekend without a computer around as well. Oh, wow. Right? Really? Like, I've done a full I've done a full weekend without having uh, a computer around. Mm. So they say that you could go five hours um, without television, but you could go much longer if you had your phone if you were deprived from TV as well. well that's mm. a weird right? answer. And uh, people say that uh, they could go three days without their laptop if they had their phone. And gamers said uh, the same thing about their gaming consoles. And uh, with uh, the poll also found that the average adult uses their phone for a total of how many hours and minutes per day? Mocha, how many hours would you say the average adult uses their phone for? Seven hours and 38 minutes. Whoa, no, three hours and 34 minutes. Jesus. My number... (laughs) <laughs> I'm addicted to my phone, y'all. When it's on me, I'm addicted. Uh, the Razzies are offering up an apology to uh, uh, Ryan Kira Armstrong, the young star of the Firestarter remake, for the nomination that they gave her for Worst Actress at the Razzie Awards. She was 12 years old when she shot the movie. There was a huge outrage after that. Uh, they nominated a kid for mm. Worst Actor. Because they've never done, done <clears> They before. have. Yes, they have. Are they really? Of course they have, yeah. Macaulay oh. Culkin was nominated for something that he did mm-hmm. uh, for Richie Rich. And uh, uh, Jake Lloyd was nominated for The Phantom Menace. Oh, I think he no. was even younger than yeah, 12. Yeah, he was like a little, little kid. <laughs> yeah. So, no, they have just in, in different times, I guess. Uh, mm. the, the Razzies say sometimes... So we didn't feel sorry for the kids back No! Then? Well, also warranted. Even <laughs> <laughs> Jake Lloyd? Jake Lloyd. Poor guy. <laughs> I mean, nobody got it worse than the guy who played Jar Jar Banks, though. Oh, yeah. Right? That, poor, that poor guy ruined his life. That's a sad story, the guy that played Jar Jar. Uh, the Razzie said, sometimes you do things without thinking, then you're called out for it, then you get it. It's why the Razzies were created in the first place. Uh, the recent valid criticism of the choice of 11-year-old Anna uh, of old Armstrong as a nominee uh, for one of our awards brought our attention to how insensitive we've been in this instance. As a result, we have removed Armstrong's name from the final ballot that our members will be casting next month. We also believe a public apology is owed to Miss Armstrong and wish to say we regret any hurt she experienced as a result of our choice. Now, they also go on to say that they will no longer be allowing for nominations for any actor under the age of 18. So it's going to be an adults-only show from now on. They say we uh, have never intended Damn. to bury anyone's career. It is why our Redeemer Award was created. We all make mistakes, very much us included. Since our motto is own your bad, we realize that we ourselves must also live up to it. Jake Lloyd punching the air right now. Right? <laughs> I mean, 
How do, how do I get on the nominations for that Redeemer Award? <laughs> well, first, I think you have to redeem. What has Jake Lloyd done? Anything? So I'm looking at his IMDb, right? Has he done anything? So since Phantom Menace, yeah. Jake Lloyd, everything, like he, there was one movie in 2001 called Madison that he was in, right? Yeah. Since then, though, between Phantom Menace, so 99 and till 2002, that's the last thing they have for him is he's voiced the character of Anakin Skywalker on a bunch of Star Wars games. Really? Yeah, Maybe that's the, all he the has. video game guys pay him. God, oh. that ruined him. Like, that should have been, you know, like at the like time. Like the kickoff. Like, how old was he when he did Phantom Menace? How old was Jake Lloyd oh, when he was know. in, when he's, somebody find that out for Seven me. or eight? When he was in Phantom Menace. Like, that really should have been the thing that launched his career. But, but it's mm. weird because much like Mark Hamill, like, we all love Mark Hamill. And Mark Hamill's had an incredible career as a voice actor, an incredible career as a voice actor. But Mark Hamill didn't, like, there was no other sort of Harrison Ford type career Mm -hmm. outside of Star Wars, really, for Mark Hamill. Always and forever will be. But it's weird. But Harrison Ford was always able to do both. Yeah, like he just yeah. And I don't I don't know. Maybe I mean Harrison Ford is an incredible actor. But uh, but yeah, that's a weird one. Uh, Meta announced that it is allowing former President Donald Trump back on Facebook and Instagram. Oh, great! I get to see his food shots. <laughs> uh, ending the two year suspension. <laughs> shots of Big Macs. <laughs> yeah, all the oh my god, a Big Mac. Right. Uh, Trump was uh, locked out of his account on Facebook and Instagram uh, January seventh, twenty twenty one, in the wake of the January sixth Capitol riots, uh, over concerns that his posts were inciting violence. Facebook later said in a statement that they uh, will hold for two years, at which point it would come under reassessment. So I guess now we've hit that point, and uh, they are letting it back on. Whether Trump. Does Decides to do anything on Instagram or Facebook. Who knows? Because Twitter let him back on. He really hasn't done anything. He's yeah. just all over on his uh, on his own thing over there. Whatever that thing's called. What is it? Truth something? The Truth What's Social. It? Thank you. You ever seen that? I mean, just like the screen grabs of his stuff. Yeah, it's like Twitter, but red, right? Yeah. yeah that's okay, right. that's Twitter. it. Anna Sorkin from... Um, inventing that? Anna. She was the, the, the sort of oh. con artist from that Netflix Duh. show, yeah, the, yeah. the real life Anna Sorkin. So according to a press release, she's doing a new reality show called, uh, so it's Anna Delvey. Uh, it's called Delvey's Dinner Club, and it's going to be filmed inside her East Village apartment in New York okay. because she's still under house arrest. Oh, okay. okay. So they say. What's her that, apartment like? Is it like. I don't know. Fancy? I, mean, or? I can't see. Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, they say the unscripted program created by a business called Butternut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that sound. Did you read ahead in the story first? Claims before, to show. Before you found out I, what it is she's doing no, in no. an apartment working with a team called Butternut? <laughs> no. When she can't leave? Mm-hmm. No. I'm going to, though. And having people show up at her place? No, I'm just going to read it right now. I didn't proofread this. Okay. Uh, So the the show claims that Anna is going to be talking with esteemed guests about her criminal past, her reputation as a con artist, her attempts at image rehabilitation, and her isolation as a result of the house arrest. If you remember that she was uh, sentenced to nearly five years in prison for defrauding investors for roughly $200,000 while pretending to be an heiress. So there you go. Pamela Anderson out doing a bunch of press for her uh, new documentary as well as her book, Love, Pamela. And um, it's crazy. She was doing an interview with Howard Stern yesterday. And 
I'd never heard somebody talk about this before, but this is literally the exact same thing that I went through when I wrote my book, which is Pam Anderson says that during the process of writing the book, mm -hmm. she gained 25 pounds. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. So here's, yeah. here's Pam and Howard. You know, I went through kind of a crazy time writing the book. I mean, I started writing my book and I put on like 25 pounds. Crazy. Really? I did. You? I did. And I look back at it and I see how it was the book process because as I wrote my book, I didn't change too much. I mean, I was drinking earlier with the husband and stuff, but I um, lost it all at the end of my book. It was crazy. Mm. It was crazy. But I had a physical reaction to telling my story. It was almost like I was hanging on to something I couldn't, you know, it was a protective, my puffy suit of armor. I don't know what it was. It was so, I just was like thinking it you was mean, some kind of protection. You, I don't know what it was because my body was just reacting. It wasn't like I was eating any different. I'm vegan. I eat nuts and berries. You know, I don't eat a lot. Crazy. So I think I would have written three books by now. <laughs> so is it because, because you said you can relate. Yeah. You're just like, I gained the exact same amount of weight. Are you like writing, but you're also like snacking and eating no, and maybe I, having a drink every now and yeah, then? I really or is it stress? Don't know. I think it's a combination of all of that. Yeah. I think it's a combination of it was two years of just sitting and it was two years of being incredibly emotional and it was two years mm -hmm. of going to look for things that make you feel better because you're, you're, you have these incredible sort of deadlines, but deadlines where you, you owe something to somebody, but you also owe stuff to yourself. And mm -hmm. then so- But doesn't I crying was, also bloat you? And you're, in your book, you said you were crying a lot. So maybe with all those tears, you bloated. Yeah, but I, you sort of go looking for rewards, right? Like mm -hmm. you- you know, you accomplish something. You're like, oh my God, that's another chapter down. And then so you're, you're constantly just like trying to reward yourself for, yeah. you know, going through all the, 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 the emotional toll that it takes to, to do that. But I, I get that. I've just never heard anybody else say it like that before. Mm. My puffy suit of, uh, what did she say? Protection? Yeah, yeah, armor. My puffy suit of armor. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also in the book, if you remember, Pam Anderson was talking about when she was on Home Improvement with Tim Allen. And she claims in her book that Tim Allen flashed her. She said, I walked out of my dressing room and Tim was in the hallway in his robe. He opened his robe and flashed me quickly, completely naked underneath. And he said it was only fair because he had seen me naked. Now we're even, he said. And then she laughed uncomfortably. And everybody was like, we fully believe that. And then TMZ unearthed a, unearthed a clip from Home Improvement, which was a blooper. And in the blooper, there's a scene where um, Patricia Richardson is with Tim Allen, who played his wife on the show. And Tim mm -hmm. Allen's standing there in a kilt and I guess in the blooper she makes a comment and then he lifts up his kilt and she has this look of shock on her face so here's that clip you look real sexy I do yeah you got the legs for this yeah hangs long I just wish it was shorter <laughs> and crowd goes wild and so she released a statement to uh et saying please people ask me all the time what was under the kilt when he flashed me he was well dressed under there i was just shocked that he lifted the kilt not by a man in boxer shorts so mm -hmm. according to patricia there was no flashing in that scene because people tried oh. to make this a pattern he flashed gotcha. pam gotcha. he flashed patricia he does this stuff for jokes but she's saying that uh that there was no uh was no flashing. um and uh 
uh, fans now with Britney Spears, it's crazy. So Britney deleted her Instagram account again, but like Britney deletes her Instagram account all the time. Yeah, a couple times a year at least. So the free Britney movement has now turned into the we need to be hyper concerned for Britney. And I guess because Britney deleted her Instagram account, fans are all over this stuff. And what they've now started doing is calling 911 to have police show up to do wellness checks on Britney. Really? And that's that's what happened yesterday. Now, do and you think this is because of, remember like two weeks ago, or was it last week? Wasn't there footage of her and her husband at a restaurant? Yeah. And then she was like freaking out and people yeah. were trying to figure out what was going on. Yeah, I think. And he walked, didn't he walk out? He left the restaurant? Yeah, I think. But then he, he later explained that he went to go and get the car after they were arguing. Mm, like he talked to TMZ. Yeah. like it wasn't what you think. But it's just, you just get this fan spin, right? Like yeah. it's all these fans who are just so overly concerned and and really now at this point overreaching yeah. that Britney deletes her Instagram and you start calling 911 to her house. Yeah, yeah, Right? Yeah. Like, that's incredible. Yeah. Apparently. And then the she police... was okay. They did the wellness check. She was fine. She was fine. Yeah. She's and the fine. police, they can't ignore... Not that they can't ignore it. I mean, yeah, they can't ignore it, but yeah. when you're getting inundated with so many calls, <sighs> they have to do All something to be All like... All the time. Yes. We checked on her. Yeah. She's fine. And she was annoyed. Yeah, wow. yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. I wonder if Hulk Hogan's okay. Anybody checked on him? So the Hulkster? Hogan yesterday, he's got uh, 2.2 million followers on Twitter, and Hogan tweeted, quote, I ran out of toilet paper, brother. Help. <laughs> exclamation mark, 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 end quote. Um, and then it was like quickly deleted. And he never went back to it, like never addressed it, never nothing. Even and when he, people are like asking him? And he just continued to tweet like the, like he put up another tweet. It was just like him with like other wrestlers, like Jimmy Hart and stuff like that oh. in, a, in a picture. Do you think he meant to text somebody I in the think other room? it was a text that he, or a DM. I think he thought that he was like DMing somebody who's like in the house or if he's at a friend's place or whatever it was. And it no. just wound up being, because that used to happen all the time on Twitter. I think his phone was unlocked somewhere. Somebody picked it up. and was like, yo, I'm going to mess with Hogan. I don't think that at all. And then they, they tweeted that out. And then his notifications start going nuts. And he's like, what's going on here, brother? But then Hogan would be like, got hacked or whatever, right? That He would do the, 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 the normal was, thing. Oh, my God. Old people, like, what is he, like 70, something like yeah. that? Close old, to it? Old guy with tech. Right? This used to happen all the time on Twitter. When people it happened thought, to you, didn't it? To me? Didn't you once tweet something that was meant to, or, or no, maybe not? No, I don't oh, think right. so. Like, maybe. I don't, I don't think so. But people always would uh, think that they were DMing somebody, and then it would just be like an actual tweet. Right? Like people have put out their phone numbers. Yes, yes. He's 69, by the way. He's 60, yeah, okay, come on. It's a seven-year-old on Twitter, right? <laughs> on the toilet. <laughs> what you gonna do when right? I delete this One tweet, has to brother. assume he got the toilet paper. <laughs> you would think, but he never addressed it. I think maybe I, he's still stranded. I, 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 we're all, I know, that's what I said, is he still there with a dirty bum? Uh, anyway. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com. Or download the KISS 92.5 app.